Joined by E and Robbie. Hey. And today we, uh, I know it's still Halloween, and you'd think like, well, it's right, right next to Halloween, we have to do the spookiest movie. Yeah, uh, it's the Scary Godmother. Yeah, we're finally doing it! After years of me talking about it. <laughs> um, no, so we sort of set up this, uh, Star Wars thing, and I didn't really think about, like, <laughs> how it would interact with anything else. Yeah, at all. So... Uh, ooh, we're doing Star Wars! If I say it like that, spooky. Yeah. I mean, we're doing The Last Jedi, which is debatably the spookiest of all the Star Wars. There are ghosts in Star Wars, too. There are ghosts in Star Wars. Hey, you know what? It fits the theme. There we go. <laughs> we did it. And it'll stick with November, because it'll be a family theme still. Great. <laughs> a little um, dysfunctional, but... Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, today we're doing Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi. I thought the last one was called The Last Jedi. The no. last one was called The Force Awakens. Oh. Yes. Uh, directed by Rian Johnson. Um, and like, like Robbie said, it is arguably the most divisive Star Wars. Somehow, the prequels exist, and this is now somehow the most divisive Star Wars. A lot of Star people Wars. were very young when they watched the prequels. They were, and there's a lot yeah. of love for it now. Like, Hayden Christensen's coming back for a lot of things when it doesn't make sense for him to be. Like, I can't so, wait for him to show up in the next movie as Dark Vader. Dark Vader? Dark Vader. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's going he's gonna to be in the Obi-Wan show, and he's going to be in... Obi-2 show. <laughs> There's another show that they have. It's like a... I don't know. I Is forget. it about Lando? I think it was Obi-Wan? Not Obi- oh, no, I already said Obi-Wan. Um, what was it called? Boba Fett. Yeah, that's the one. I think he's going to be the in the Mandalorian? Boba Fett. No, no. Oh, another thing about a different Mandalorian. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, very unconfusing. Yeah. But before we get on to all of that good Star Wars nonsense, let's start with Robbie. Okay. How's it going? I've had a rough week, man. <laughs> you did let on before we started recording. That's been a bad week. Yeah. Uh, so my radiator cracked on Tuesday. In your computer oh. or in your car? My car. Okay. You have <laughs> both would suck. In, you have radiators in both. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's one of those things, like, I know how to work on a radiator. I know how to, like, you know... Considering all the effort I put into putting a radi- uh, a custom water loop into my computer, I know how to you know, uh, let arm uh, to drain radiators and how to take off hoses and take off four bolts so that way I could uh, take out a radiator and put in a new one and then refill it all again and blah 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 blah. But yeah, I had to work, so <laughs> I just had to take it to a car mechanic and let them work on it. And nine hundred and fifty dollars later, fuck me. Yeah, <laughs> they bet me over a barrel with yeah. that one. You're going to be like, during my 15s, I would just go out and start working on it until my break ended, and then I went back in, <laughs> <laughs> and then I would push my car home at the end of the or at the end of my shift every night. Well, I could see a Robbie doing that. <laughs> there was a Robbie who jumped over a train to get to work on time. Yeah. So. I was also riding a bike around that time, but yeah, it, it literally came down to like, I need to keep going to work, and this place, ha- oh, we'll give a loaner car out to- people who are getting repairs so I'll t- and it's 
like a mile away from where I I live. Right. So I took it to that mechanic shop. But yeah, to be fair on their end, if I would have done it myself, it still would have cost me like four or five hundred bucks. That's yeah, but you just... can afford like and... another water loop in your computer after that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's just so fucking insane. Yeah. And so it was rough because of that. And then also I had to like ask Jill to give me a ride to work like once or twice because of that. And yeah. She works like four hours after I work. So she woke up early and was grumpy for a couple of days. And so I decided for the weekend I was going to make sweet pork tacos because it's something that I'm, I make that's pretty good, I think. But you, and, we uh, tasted the meat. It was yummy. Yeah. But like it, it's like three pounds worth of pork for the recipe of it. And so I thought like, you know what? I'll bring some to the podcast. Like, do something nice for myself and do something nice for uh, the podcast. And start getting everything ready. And, like, I was going to make, like, actual taco shells. But since I was running low on time, I was trying to do, like, the oven rack method where you just, like, kind of hang them over your oven rack and, like, let them cook inside your oven. So I have crispy taco shells are out of just corn tortillas. Like, they taste better than store-bought, in my opinion. And, like, it's, you know, right kind of adds to the whole thing. Uh, most of them broke. Like, apparently, if you put a wet <laughs> corn tortilla on an oven rack, it'll just break in half. And I found that out whenever I was, like, pulling bort, burnt bort taco <laughs> shells off of my <laughs> oven floor, or off the floor of my oven while smoke was pouring out. And so, it just, it seems like a whole, there's it, something that Liz always says to me, is that, like, one, whenever you do, like, one good thing, three bad things happen. Yeah. So you gave a stranger a ride or something because the world is really mad at you for being nice. Um, there's a guy that I work with who he has a car, but like, uh, he needs to pay it off because like he he's buying it from his grandparents, I guess. And so like I gave him a ride home a couple of times over the past couple of weeks. Maybe you that. Who you knows? Are, you earned this bad karma for some reason. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know how karma. Never works. do good things. Is yeah. The lesson to learn. <laughs> that's the moral of the story. <laughs> no, that's not how karma works. That's the opposite. Of how yeah, karma I, I messed works. her thing up somewhere. Uh, it's along. Uh, no good deed goes unpunished kind of thing. There you go. Yeah. But yeah, I tried doing something nice for myself and for other people because like you know now Jell and you guys and I have sweet pork tacos which are they're really good. I do enjoy, enjoy eating those, but like. I was almost an hour late to the podcast trying to get everything ready, especially since the taco shells failed. Uh, I had to go to Walmart and buy taco shells, and apparently everybody and their grandmother is at Walmart right now. It is National Taco Shell Day. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how you didn't hear the, the memo. Yeah, well. Hear the memo. That's not I mean, how that memos gr- work together. <laughs> I mean, that granny was screaming something at me while I was, like, ripping taco shells out of her hand and running away, so... <laughs> This is my holiday. What are you doing? <laughs> I like the idea, though. Like, that wasn't for any specific reason. Like, they weren't out of taco shells. Robbie just wanted. I was just in a hurry. He was just Fuck you, lady. Hurry. I was just like, I'm sorry. You're going to die soon anyways. And grabbed them right away. <laughs> oh, no. I was like, he just saw someone, like, at the uh, checkout. And as they were about to scan it, he just like, whoop. <laughs> so, yeah, now I can't go back to that Walmart. Yeah, no, I would never. I, I wouldn't do it. Good. <laughs> Good. So, um, you, so need yeah. a, you need a bright spot then. Kind of, yeah. I mean, I guess like one bright spot is another thing I talked in the live show about last week is this game, which I mispronounced it because like the original YouTube video that I watched that uh, told me about this game also mispronounced it. Oh. It's called Kinder, but it's like um, almost like a, it, it's a remake of it. So it's called Rekinder. But they kept on calling it Rekinder, so I called it Rekinder. Well, Kinder oh. is a word. Yeah, it is definitely yeah, a word because you know, it's like you know, kindergarten or like you know, Kinder surprise eggs and you know, things like that. Something like a flame, like you, like a Kinder, but like Kindle. 
Is that what it is? You kindle a fire? You rekindle a fire. Yeah, you rekindle a fire. Yeah, I guess you don't rekinder a fire, do you? <laughs> you no. rechild the fire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> you might. You're, you're a witch. I mean, really, not that probably goes to the themes of this game, anyways. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like, I did beat that game because, like, I wanted to talk about it whenever we did the live show again. But yeah, I also beat that. It's like, it's like, that's one bright spot, and it's like, beat that. Sweet. I look forward to hearing about that. Yeah. All right. It's one of those games, I guess, with E being here, I can ask him, because I feel like it would be kind of an E game, but I'm not sure. Is it first person? No. Hmm. It is an RPG maker game. Hmm. It sounds like an E game to me. (laughs) I surprisingly don't play a lot of RPG maker games. (laughs) That is surprising. I will say, uh, I haven't played, I don't know a whole lot about Omari, but from- Oh, Omori. Yeah, Omori. But like from what I know about that game and what I know about this game, I feel like- uh, Rekinder might have actually inspired some of the stuff in. Maybe. But, I mean, maybe the original. Amori's been in development for like eight years before it came out. Uh, this uh, Rekinder, well, I guess not Rekinder. Uh, Kinder originally came out in 2003. Yeah, maybe. So uh, A lot of RPG makers, you can, there's kind of like a tree that you can form that go yeah. all the way up to like off and uh, you made Nikki. So it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, nevertheless, this was like a little kind of hidden gem amongst like you know the indie scene when it comes to rpg maker games because there's probably about as much rpg maker games as there are let's players to play them there are, i guarantee you there's more there are so many <laughs> rpg maker i know games. But yeah this is one of those ones that like it's actually pretty good especially story-wise but i think we'll get into that later on today yeah all right uh e what's going on with you uh, i've been getting back into tamagotchis the things you put on your hip and walk around Kinda. I the one I have specifically is like just the app for it. But like I've been like mm. looking into Tamagotchis a lot lately. Huh. I don't know, like, cause like well, uh one of the episodes for D D Doodles was Tamagotchis. Right. And that got me like thinking about him again. I was like, you know, I really like Tamagotchis. So I was like, okay, I'll get the phone one. And then like because you know, all devices listen to what you talk about. I started getting like video recommendations for Tamagotchis <laughs> and stuff. And I saw one that was someone just showing off their collection. I was like, you know, I only remember, like, the old, old ones. So I'm curious what the other ones are like. So I was watching that, and at the end, I was like, I kind of want to buy, like, an advanced Tamagotchi. What is an advanced Tamagotchi? Uh, They have more games and stuff. They're, the ones now can, like, connect to your phone. Ooh. And, like, you can put your Tamagotchis in there and meet other Tamagotchis and stuff. Oh, that's kind of cool. So you can play yeah. date them, too. Yeah. Well, a big thing about newer Tamagotchis is you can actually, like, marry Tamagotchis and have children. Can you... Do you have to walk your Tamagotchi? Uh, I don't think you ever had to watch your, walk your Tamagotchi. I don't think either, but, I mean, it's connected to your phone, and that has a GPS, so I don't know. <laughs> Someone who made that was just like, yeah, people like Pokemon Go. We can add this to our game. Yeah, well, that's what I was thinking, thinking You're like... When, like, the Pokemon Soul Silver and all those, they came out with Tamagotchi-like things, and you had to walk those, I think you're just... Thinking about those. Very likely. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I also, like, no, I shouldn't, though, because their Tamagotchis are super scalped, and I think I'd probably be paying, like, $60 for a decent Jesus. one. And that's not including, like, shipping, because I might have to ship from Japan. Jesus. That's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot for a little LED toy. But LCD that, toy? Yeah. Uh, the originals are LCD. The new ones have color, and I don't know if it is still LCD if it's color. Hmm. I oh. think those are just, like, LED. I think those are LEDs. Okay. But, I don't know. Anyways, so, yeah, I've been, like, interested in Takayashi's again. 
cool. Well, next week I hope to see you just like your hip full of Tamagotchis. Like, I can't pay rent, but look at this one. It's brown. Yeah. This one's <laughs> uh, Hello Kitty, specifically. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, I've not been up too much either. I uh, got sick. Um, I'm pretty sure I know where I got it from. I wanted to blame E originally, but I couldn't because he got better very quickly and <laughs> I think was just literally a sniffle. Um, <laughs> I just had a cough. Yeah. Um, I think it was from when we went to watch Lamb, actually. That's what Liz said. Yeah. And I'm, I was kind of upset that you were like discussing how I was sick and you're like, E's, are you sick? Yeah. When you went to a theater with apparently sick people? Apparently. <laughs> uh, I, to be fair, I didn't know if anybody was sick. But that was the most packed I had seen a theater, and it wasn't for Lamb. <laughs> <laughs> I need to make that clear. Fuck Nobody Lamb. Nobody saw Lamb. Don't worry. <laughs> um, it was for Halloween Kills, because we went and saw oh, Lamb yeah. on Halloween Kills premiere night. And that is literally the most packed I've seen a theater in, like, three years. Like, I think it literally since going to see Endgame. That is the most packed I I've seen I think people have been really wanting to watch a movie, and there has not been one that yeah. people want to watch. They must have been real disappointed when that was the one they went to see. <laughs> <laughs> maybe i mean if anything it's it may fall under the guise of like at least we're going out and doing something now right yeah it doesn't matter if it's kind of crappy at least we're doing something i mean that's True. always been the movie experience sometimes you watch end games sometimes you watch rampage yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's ease experience yeah <laughs> i mean to be fair like whenever i first moved back to the state <laughs> insert generic state here yeah uh, um like dry just started taking me to movies all the time to like to the point that, like, I had watched more movies in in the theater within, like, the first probably month that I lived here <laughs> than I had seen the entire seven years that I lived in Salt Lake City. Yeah, that happened with Jiraiya and me, too. Because mm-hmm. yeah. um, before I met Jiraiya, I remember seeing stuff like MoviePass and being like, who could possibly watch that many movies to make that worth it? And then I was like, oh, MoviePass doesn't let you watch enough movies. No, you are <laughs> part of the reason MoviePass died. I absolutely it, was. <laughs> except... I like looking forward to it. I don't blame you because there's their entire premise was stupid. Yeah, it was yeah. a bad. It was never going to last. They would literally have to have people watch one movie a month to ever make money. Mm-hmm. But when you can watch one movie a day every day at any theater, yeah, I'm gonna go watch a movie every day for yeah. two months in a row. Try yeah. it many times. Watch movies he thought was gonna be bad, and most of the time were still bad. I have movies on this little board here. I don't even remember seeing. <laughs> That's how many movies I saw. I just look up there. It's like Trolls 2 <laughs> World Tour. Actually, came out last year, so I would hope I didn't see that. I mean, Dragon Ball Super is up there. What? Oh, yeah. we did go see that, yeah. <laughs> Why did you... I don't know. Why did you watch that? I don't know. It was when Dragon Ball Super was in theaters. <laughs> it was a Cell Saga one. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I just kind of hung out on the couch and watched a bunch of stuff on Apple Plus because we got that. I think I remember mentioning that in the post yeah. last yeah, week. because you said you had to do something annoying that required Apple Plus for yeah, one of the weeks. Super stupid. But we have it for six months for free now, so I've just been watching a bunch of stuff. Uh, Angry Birds the movie. No, I watched a couple of shows that I really liked on there, and I'm going to talk about those on post-credits, actually. Okay. Um. One, I think, emotionally ruined me for a good 24 hours, so that was fun. Cool. And, um, Finding Nemo 2. Yeah, how'd you know? <laughs> just Sigourney Weaver in that, in that voiceover in the park. That's the best part of that movie, by the way. <laughs> Finding Dory. Yeah, I, I would probably agree. Because it's just like... I haven't seen it. It's, it's just Sigourney Weaver. Well, have like, you seen Finding Nemo? 
I've seen parts of Finding Nemo. You've probably seen Finding Dory, then. It's the okay. same thing. Yeah. Except in Finding Dory, there's this weird voiceover in the water park, and then at the end of it, it's like, I've been Sigourney Weaver. Yeah. Like, it's just weird. <laughs> I thought that was the best part of the movie. Off-kilter joke. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, and that and a lot of Back for Blood. We finally beat the story on easy mode on that. Nice. It now was... you can play it on hard mode. No, normal. No, hard mode. I don't want to. <laughs> that game's really hard fucking hard. Hardcore mode. Super one good. hit mode. Basically, that's Zero what veteran is mode, actually. <laughs> one hit hardcore mode. Yeah. If you die, it deletes your, the game from your thing, and you have to rebuy it. That was an idea Kojima had at one point, actually. Yeah. <laughs> you literally want to make a game that you buy it, put it into your console, and once you die, it destroys the disc. Imagine if it was like a roguelike or something, too. Be awful. For like $1. And you, that would not be cool. the disc part, but like... Some weird indie game that was a roguelike for one dollar, and it would just self-destruct somehow. That would be. That might be fun. Yeah, that might. Be I fun. say it's... that. Imagine having to reinstall it every single time. Well, you got sixty lives for the price of one full AAA game. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was actually gonna say, uh, it made me think of like uh, during that time whenever like gamers are like, oh, games need to have a challenge to them, and like all these games are too easy for me. I was thinking like, if I was a game developer, I'd probably like make a hardcore mode. Just for that guy to where, like, he uh, if he dies one time, then just deletes the game off of his system. <laughs> too easy now? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I genuinely think that's what all hardcore mode is, is those gamers who think everything's too easy if you aren't required to use your entire keyboard. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, basically. But anyway. Yeah. Star Wars. Or, you know, wow. Sorry. Uh, Star Wars. Star Wars. <laughs> um... Yeah, Star Wars The Last Jedi came out in 2017 in theaters. Um a couple of fun things here. Ooh, it made $7. Uh it it made quite a bit of money actually. It made I, at least $7 at the very least. It's a hard bargain. <laughs> um much to ease dismay, this is in fact the longest Star Wars at 2 hours and 32 minutes. <laughs> So long. What are they possibly going to Star Wars about for that long? Um, <laughs> well, stuff. <laughs> There's definitely stuff in this movie. Uh, it is rated PG-13 for violence and some sequences of sci-fi action. Just some. Just a few. Uh, you can watch it in the same place that we will be watching it, of course, Disney Plus. I think Disney Plus is only like six dollars. It's super cheap still. But anyway. Uh, or you can rent it from Google Play, Movies, and TV for three ninety nine, Vudu for three ninety nine, Amazon Prime for three ninety nine, or you can buy it on YouTube for twenty bucks. It's a pretty hefty price. It's a, twenty bucks is hefty for a digital thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I guess there's always like you can go back and watch it again, but, but you could do that if you have for DVD. twenty bucks. Yeah, yeah, for twenty bucks you can buy the Blu-ray. Yeah, and get the digital copy. Yeah, and a DVD and the Blu-ray. Yeah. And have a nice little box. And a nice little box you can put on your shelf. Yeah. Or if you're me, you can have 400 boxes to put on the shelf. <laughs> Why'd you buy the movie so many times? I liked it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I still feel like when you become a homeowner, like we just need to like find a wall in your house and just like build a shelf on that or on that wall, and that will be your movie shelf. That is 100% the plan. Yeah. I'm going to have a home cinema when we buy a house. No, no. He's going to actually have an entire... He's got to buy, like, a church so he could have those basements and just fill that with movies. <laughs> a church would be a great place for a theater, actually. Churches have great acoustics. Yeah. It'd be, mm, I should buy a church. <laughs> I, was oh, just... I could call it a religion. I don't even have to pay taxes anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you might have an idea What religion here. is it? Movie. 
the movie one. <laughs> you know, where you watch movies. We uh pray to Brad Pitt every day. I was gonna make a worse joke and say that we uh pray to Stanley Kubrick every day, but that would, that would be, be s- more in terms of like actually religion does just pray yeah. to something awful. Yeah. <laughs> he's a good filmmaker, he's a bad person. Let's be clear <laughs> about that. Um but yeah. Robbie, I'm guessing you haven't seen The Last Jedi since it was in theaters. Yeah, last time I saw it was in theaters. I mean, that's only four years ago. Yeah, it's not that long ago. Um, I saw it in theaters twice, and then I <laughs> watched it um, on Netflix when it came to Netflix, and I watched part of it on Disney Plus a couple months back when they did like a whole thing with that. Um, so I've watched it like three and a half times. Okay. <laughs> e. Hello, I think I've seen a JPEG of it. You have probably seen a few JPEGs of this one. I would guarantee it. Probably also a few memes. Tons of memes came out of this. I don't know if I did or not. I, I mean, I'll it'll click in my head if I have whenever they have it on screen. But the most recent one from this movie that I could think of, whenever it would show like Kylo Ren doing like the more, more, it comes from this movie. Oh, because like that people, didn't happen last time. No, that happened. No. It, it happens on this movie, huh? But like you know. The one with like Olive Garden where like they're putting cheese on it and he's just saying more. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That definitely that exists in my yeah, head. Yeah, somewhere. That's the latest one from this movie I can think of off the top of my head. There's a bunch. You'll notice them and you'll be like, oh, okay. I'll be like, dang, I sure hate memes. Yeah, you probably will actually. <laughs> um so yeah. A few I've I've been the pr- most recent person to watch it then. Yeah. Um I think we discussed last time on what you want to happen in this one. I think so. I don't remember exactly. We'll I think I, you, I, I'm pretty sure I was like, I hope Finn gets to do something. Yeah, That's, you did say that. Um, well, <laughs> I, I think we've discussed about how, what you would expect to come out of Star Wars mm-hmm. enough. Um, I'm going to read the one sentence description that's on the main page of, of Disney Plus. Okay. Which I will say, I, I read the detailed description of this one. It's not much better than the one sentence one, actually, hmm. this time around. It's two so, whole sentences. Weird. It's extremely vague, actually. For once. For once. So here's the one sentence on Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi. New heroes and galactic legends join to unlock mysteries of the Force. Okay. That's it. I just, I'm just thinking in my head, it's like Curse of Monkey Island or whatever that LucasArts game was, and it's just going to be like Ray and Luke just kind of <laughs> on the island, and it's like a point-and-click adventure. <laughs> And they have to unlock a keyhole. Uh, you're closer than you might want to imagine, actually. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I can't wait till the part where Luke and Ray are just stuck and like, what do we do? And Ray's like, wait, and pulls out like a coconut and a ladder and combines them together to make an egg. Yeah, that's about how those <laughs> games went. Um, also, I'm going to say there's my, maybe a few fun facts that I remember as we're going along. But looking stuff up, there's not very many fun facts about this movie as there are just, just facts. <laughs> things that happened that are not terribly interesting. They're like, yeah, we actually asked Mark Hamill and he said, Baba Ghoul. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he just started talking about Sinister and he was like, this movie I want to be in so badly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I guess let's go watch this movie. Sure. All right. All right we'll be right back. From watching Star Wars Episode Eight, The Last Jedi. 
The final one. Nope. <laughs> yeah, it's the final Jedi. No, it's, it's <laughs> we just watched the movie. You know that's not true. Um Yeah, let's go right into it here with the person who hasn't seen it yet be- yet before. Hello. E. That's a thing. That's me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm the person who hasn't seen it yet before. What did, what did you think of this movie spoiler free? Um I like it. I'm not sure I understand why this movie's divisive at all. Um it was of a time um so 20 uh, as you are aware you were alive 2017 I was alive in 2017. Yeah. I didn't die for that year. <laughs> 2017 was uh I would say the maybe not maybe not the height cuz I think it's still going, but it was a huge year in people splitting of opinions on because it was like mid me too movement and all of that kind of mm-hmm. stuff and like cancel culture uh was was big in the media at the time and trump was very prevalent in talking about everything and so there was this big thing online about what this movie was trying to represent of like it was the anti me too movement because there was so much like positivity towards women and it was what? about letting go of the past which a lot of people at the time um, we're very much because all, all the statue stuff in the United States was happening, so I think you see a lot of that criticism of of people taking what their criticism of of taking down all these awful statues about uh, Civil War generals and stuff like that. Um, I think you see a lot of that going on. It was it was people angry about politics putting it into a movie that honestly had nothing to do with any of it. Um, I mean, Star Wars is no matter what pretty political all things considered well uh, yeah absolutely but what the politics of the day are i guess you could say yeah. i don't know it's kind of hard to because what is it's uh three years between each one two years one year it was two years because the years first one was 2015 this one was 2017 and then last the, one was 2019 yeah yeah it was like it's one of those things i think a lot of people if you take to account like the amount of time you have to take to write it and shoot it all mm-hmm. it's kind of hard to yeah, no. like really imagine that would have been a huge factor. I also don't know if I really see it. I don't see it either, but people want to see it. People see what they want to see in things. I guess. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of also it had to do with this movie literally saying fuck Star Wars. I don't know if I see that either myself. Like, I think this movie does still celebrate Star Wars-ness in a lot of ways. To an extent. Um, I'll elaborate on what I mean on that when we're in spoilers. Sure, yeah. that's fine. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was. Good. I don't know, like it's still not hitting like how much I really enjoyed episode four and six. Okay, it might hit how much I've enjoyed episode five around that peak. I definitely think it's much more interesting than episode seven. Okay, but my opinion of that is, I just felt that was the safest movie ever. Extremely safe. Yeah, and there was nothing really <laughs> to grab onto. This one takes some ideas and tries to do stuff. I don't. It doesn't execute everything well. I agree. And I think sometimes it gets overly cheesy for me. And I think some of that is just maybe my general distaste of how like quippy modern movies are in a lot of ways. Like this is definitely a post Avengers kind of movie. Yeah, it is. It's so it takes a lot of notes from Avengers and Marvel movies and stuff. Yeah, and you know, I I've talked about how much I don't really like marvel movies anymore so yeah i'll save that spiel this time <laughs> uh yeah i think it's good i don't it's like fun in a lot of ways i think there's some really cool stuff that happens 
And, you know, maybe I'm not a Star Wars fan enough. Maybe that's actually supposed to be really annoying that those things happen. <laughs> um, I know some people really dislike where, like, weapons go in Star Wars, I was learning. so Really? Yeah. That's weird. A lot of people are, like, purists and want it only to be, like, lightsaber battles and maybe double lightsaber, like. Huh. Like, I, I still remember when the first of this trilogy came out, so many people were really annoyed by the hilts. Thing. I love that. I love his. I think it makes sense. It's a perfect like, uh, what's the word? It's a, like add added additive to like what lightsabers are. It makes sense as that you need a more defensive approach to lightsabers now. I mean, one of the biggest things that people argued with with like the hilt that uh Kylo Ren has. That's what you're talking about, right? Yeah. Uh, well, if you think about it, the man who trained him to try to become a Jedi had his hand cut off because his didn't have a hilt. So it makes sense <laughs> that his does have a hilt. Yeah. It's like, yeah. yeah, you want to keep this from happening? Put this on your sword. And then just imagine losing something important to you, like your hand. <laughs> <laughs> and then conceptually, when JJ uh, worked with that design and stuff like that, it was to make it be like, all right, so like if the originals were more like uh, samurais fighting and like thinking about every move. This is more like knights fighting now. And I think you can see that in like the more brutal swings and like. Yeah, the kind of heft that they feel with this, the lightsabers. This feels a lot like the Americanized version of samurais. I would well, say. Also, with that, the way that Kylo Ren actually like defends himself, where he's holding his sword straight out like this, that is kind of a nice way to defend because it's one of those like, whichever way they swing to kind of move your sword out of the way, you can rebound off of it and swing the other way. Yeah, yeah. Um, all all like new characters introduced in this are fine. There's not. Yeah. Necessarily anything wrong with them? Um, are you're gonna have to cut this? Are the other porgs spoilers? No, no. Okay, I don't like them. No, they have a cute design, but I think they're annoying. I think they're adorable. I think they're just really annoying, and I hate that there's just is one on the ship. Yeah, I mean, that's the most like them trying to sell a product. I think in this entire movie. I mean, just like when they show up, it feels art like. The only scene I think I really liked them in is with Chewie cooking two of them and just yeah. watching their horrified expressions. That's really good, yeah. But, like, <laughs> after that, I just think they're annoying and just make weird noises and don't do anything. They don't do anything. Yeah. Yeah. They don't. They have um, a fine design. Like, you, you talk about this a lot. You could literally just take them out of the movie yeah. and it doesn't change the movie. If I remember correctly when they were talking about it, they wanted to make them almost like the new Ewoks, which in a weird way they did because a lot of people hated them. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. Uh, there were people like Dry who said, "Yeah, there were people who like Dry said like thought they were adorable and wanted more of them." But like, it, it was literally just a, a product placement. They this definitely screams like in the theater as soon as you walk out. There's those plor- there's pork plushies lined up for people to buy, and there were yeah, they had pork window things that you could stick on your window because that one scene where the pork is on the window, you can get that pork right off the theater, man. Wow, it yeah, was, I don't, yeah, not me. It's design-wise <laughs> cool. It's but. the most product, like them clearly trying to sell a product in Star Wars that I, I had seen since Episode Six. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, BB-8 is kind of starting to bug me with how he just can solve any problem. Mm-hmm. Like R2 kind of did that, but R2 definitely had limitations that you saw. Yeah, he was he was limited. Whereas BB-8, it's like. Actually, BB-8 could go over there and steal uh, everything, and also he can rewrite the wiring to the computers, and um, he can eat coin. Yeah. He's it, the master just... hacker of all. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know, like, 
I, I wasn't like super into BB-8 in the first of this trilogy, but like now I'm starting to be like, I don't know about this. Like, is this just going to be how they do it? They're just going to solve every problem with him. I know the next one's a new director and kind of antithesis to what they were doing here and yada yada, but. Well, it's the same director as Force Awakens. It's J.J. Mm. Abrams again. It was supposed to be a whole new director, but they tossed him out uh, when all of the fan feedback came back about The Last Jedi because he was going to advance the direction that Last Jedi was going in. And since Disney's like, whoa, 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 fans don't like that. We can't do that. We need someone safe in here. So and they, they got someone who made the safest movie. Yeah, they brought back JJ. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, th- I think it's good. I, I think I'm at a point with Star Wars. I do want to see them try stuff. Like, I think that was my biggest issue with the last one is it just nothing was new. It was just, yeah. hey, let's literally retell the same story. Yeah, yeah, which, which is why I like this one so much. Mm-hmm. It does take a lot of ideas, and it takes it in a a way different direction. Yeah, uh, which is something that I really liked about it because I I agree with you. I liked I like Force Awakens, um, but it is the most like, hey, here's an introduction to Star Wars kind of thing. Take and, your kids to this one. Yeah, and this feels more like um something new and completely different from Star Wars, and something you wouldn't expect from a Star Wars in a yeah. lot of ways. And then, uh, oh man, he's gonna say this about a movie again. I think this movie's too long. Uh, this movie is too long. Yeah, yeah I like, agree with you. And I think it loses some wind towards the end. I don't know if you'll agree with that, but like, I think there's a point where I'm like, awesome, yeah, I'm hyped for whatever happens next. And then they keep going. I agree. And I'm starting to be like, get, let's, let's wrap this up, guys. Come on. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you, actually. Okay. Uh, I don't think you're wrong on that one. We'll once. see if, we, if we're talking about the same part where I, that happens. I, but. We might be. We, I don't know. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, I think it's good, flawed, but I feel like this is a good Star Wars. Like, I don't feel like this is another movie imitating Star Wars. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Robbie. For a lot of that, I do agree with E. For me, like, I didn't hate this movie. I I didn't absolutely love this movie. And I remember when it first came out, there was people who, like, absolutely hated the ever-living guts out of this movie and people who loved it for what it was. I still know some of those people. Yeah, and I was (laughs) very much on the train of, like, hey... It's a good movie. It's okay, kind of thing, and because there are some like, there's some jaw dropping spectacle moments in this movie. Oh, for yeah. sure. And there's also some really dumb things that they put in the movie just to for the sake of having it in the movie. Yeah. Um, like flaw wise, I feel like w- without getting too much into spoilers, uh, there is some Deus Ex Machina, and I'm really critical about them doing that in movies because I feel like that's just lazy writing and there is some lazy writing and some dumb writing for the sake of just making the movie longer of what's already a long tooth movie. But there's also some really cool shots and some really good action scenes. And like I said, there's a couple scenes that we'll get into that are just like jaw dropping to watch in theaters. Yeah, there, there were, I, the reason uh, I said, I went and saw this twice in theaters. I went and saw it opening night. I still have the opening night ticket uh, up there. We went to like a, a weird little dingy theater because we got the tickets for free from your cousin, um, and, we're, and you and uh, oh, I remember you this. and Dion were this. supposed to go. Yeah, and you guys, you like didn't had never seen Star Wars at all. So you're like, I don't want to. And Dion didn't see the last one somehow, so he's like, I'm not interested either. So we got the tickets, <laughs> me and Liz, and we went there, and we were like literally front row in like this dingy little theater. It was <laughs> fucking packed. They were doing like a bunch of weird like signings and stuff like uh-huh. that, like giveaways of posters and things. Um, it was like a fun event, but it also was like a really shitty screen and sound system. And we were literally in the front row 
And so I went and saw it in IMAX alone because Liz <laughs> fell asleep watching this. Um, or no, it was the it was the next one we got the the tickets for actually. Oh, okay, but but yeah, still same st- same experience. I was gonna say, could you imagine the alternate universe where this was the first Star Wars I've ever watched, and how lost I would be because I don't know literally any of these you would be characters. Like, this all seems important, I guess. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, that was a cool scene that yeah. happened, and yeah. you'd be like, Eve, what about Luke? I was like. Which one's Luke? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, another fun little fact of something like that. Uh, Jell, her very first Avengers, our very first Marvel movie she ever watched was Endgame. And she watched it in theaters with my sister and my nephew and was super confused why both of them were crying at the end. <laughs> <laughs> like, man, they really yeah. like this movie for some reason. Yeah. And I had to explain uh, to her, like, that's like the last movie of 17 movies. So there, I, I understand you being lost. Yeah. Uh, that's the last movie of five movies. I feel like that's all you had to watch. <laughs> that's all I had but to watch to get the gist of it. You also, only liked Spider-Man. <laughs> I liked Aspects. I just think they got really annoying. I liked Guardians 2. Like, specific Guardians as well, okay, not Guardians I should, 2. I say Guardians 2 was weak. I think that one was Guardians again. Yeah. <laughs> Guardians 2 was weak, especially in comparison to Guardians 1. I do like both those movies, though. Yeah, yeah, they're fine. Um, but also, speaking of Marvel movies, I was going to say, because it was also made by Disney, I feel like they tried pulling off some of the same comical humor that they do in the Marvel movies and the Avenger movies, and it just doesn't work quite as well. Like, some of it did work for Star Wars, but not a lot of it did. Yeah. And it's kind of one of those, I saw some of the tropes that they did with Marvel movies in this, and I saw where they were going with it, and that did make me kind of just kind of groan. At some of it, okay. but all in all, I still think this is a very enjoyable movie. If you love Star Wars, this is still a good movie to watch. Star Wars fans would disagree with me. <laughs> some of them would. Some of them would agree with me. It, it seems to be about a 50-50 online, actually. Yeah. Um, if you even go over to IMDb and stuff like that, you can look at... I think that's the best way to understand what people really don't like about this Star Wars, is to go onto IMDb or like Rotten Tomatoes and just read... like. Because it's, it's not like a, here's a three star, here's a two star. It's one half star a star or five. or five stars, honestly. It's yeah. one of those type of movies. And um, then, like, you read the half a star, it's like, this social justice warrior bullshit. Yeah. Uh, what is it called again? Uh, whenever they were kind of more or less um doing a hate raid on it, if you will. Like, wherever they go in, or I'm trying to remember, it's not called a hate raid, but it's like that wherever they go in and they just start, like, our Dislike review bombing. bombing. Review bombing. Yeah. yeah, there were like people went in and reviewed bomb this for both five stars and for one stars. Yeah. Um, some of that was Russian bots. There was a bunch of like really almost copy paste things for Russian bots that yeah. were put out. Not to the extent of it was literally everybody, obviously, but there was a lot of it that like started a lot of like the the points that a lot of people tout, which I think is very funny. Very weird, but very funny. Right. It's I think it ended up being like in the studies that were done. It was maybe 10% of the negative feedback on Twitter ended up being Russian bots or something. So not a ton, but not nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's one of those things. Like someone puts um, 10% of rocks in your sandwich, you're still going to notice. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to notice you're eating rocks still. Yeah. <laughs> part of the sandwich, you know? It's baked right into the bread. Ooh. Oh, no. Rock bread. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I really like this movie. I've, I think I've literally been saying that since we started watching it in episode yeah. one in April or whatever. Uh, I honestly fucking adore this movie. I love a lot of the ideas that it's trying to tell. And the more time goes on, I genuinely think this is the best Star Wars movie. Okay. Um, Uh-oh. I know, I know. Uh, just because of the ideas that it puts out there. Because the entire 
Star Wars series has always been like, the most powerful Jedi and the most powerful Sith come from a line of Jedi and Sith. And that's not what this movie's about. And I think that that's one of the things that I like about it the most. And uh, again, we'll have to get into that in spoilers for what I mean by that. But it just... Being a hero isn't about like being the flashy asshole who goes in and blows everything up. Um, it's about knowing when to not do that. Right. And every other Star Wars is not that. And this is like feels like it has a lesson that it's trying to teach you. And I think most Star Wars fans probably don't want that. No, they just want to be Han Solo. Exactly. And this movie is saying Han Solo is an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> He's dead and he, we're still fucking cleaning after his mess. Yeah, basically. Um but yeah, I think that's kind of all I can say about it is that I love it dearly and I can see why people wouldn't like it. Yeah. Uh it is it is a good plan that's poorly executed in some ways. I don't even think it's poorly executed actually. I think there's there's 40 minutes of this movie I hate. Yeah. <laughs> that's a lot. Let's see let's see if it's the same thing that I'm going to say cuz I feel like there's like a good chunk of this movie they could have cut out and it probably would have gotten better reviews. I think you're right. Um all the all the scenes with porks just all gone. Because <laughs> <laughs> in the middle also of the, the weird... sentence, as soon as they come into the thing, also drinking green milk straight from the teat. That was weird. Pull up an IMDb list because yeah. I will almost undoubtedly. Yeah, uh, I'm doing things. that right now because <laughs> there is a lot of fucking people in this movie too. Uh, Mark Hamill. So yeah, before we start talking about it, I'll give a quick synopsis of what this movie is up to the spoiler point. And then it'll be spoilers open for discussion of whatever we want to talk about. Yeah. So this picks up spoilers for Force Awakens 2, I guess, if you for some reason are listening to this and didn't listen to that last one or watch the last movie. Uh, This will be automatic spoilers for any Star Wars that has come before. Possibly after. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This picks up on Finn, not Finn, Rey's side, right when she's handing the lightsaber over to Luke. No, it, it starts with a battle at first. Well, yeah, I'm saying on, on her side, though, oh, okay. on Ray's story, because it is three separate stories in this movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, You have the Finn and, what's her name, Kim? Amy? Rose? Rose. Rose. Couldn't, wow, bad with names. Um, I mean, there is the girl who plays her sister, too. Right. But the three main stories are Finn and Rose, Ray and Luke, and Poe and anybody who is above him in command. <laughs> yeah, which is a lot. Which is a lot of people. <laughs> um, but yeah, the movie starts off with they are running away because their rebel base has been discovered and it's starting to get bombed, so they all run away and do that and zoom out of there with their star space travel. <laughs> and um, before you know it, they're caught up with and... That's when the big point of the movie starts, or like the big crux of why everything starts to happen for half the characters in this movie, is they don't know how, but the, I can't even think of the evil guys' names. Kylo Ren and... No, I think he's thinking of Supreme Leader Snoke. No. Or General Hux? Hux. Yeah, Hux. But what they're a part of. Oh, the First Order? First Order. Thank you. I just keep wanting to say Sith. <laughs> they are. Yeah, they are. they're synonymous. Yeah. Um But yeah. The the first order is tracking them, but they don't really know how. So even if they warp again, they'll still be tracked. And so And then also out of fuel. And then also out of fuel, because they have very limited resources. 
And so their goal is to stay as far ahead of them as possible without burning too much fuel uh, to where their cannons are ineffective against their shields so they can stay alive for as long as possible. And that's when you get Finn trying to come up with the plan with Rose on how to go and turn off all of the the sensing technology because they kind of figure that out. And then Poe being like, all right, let's do it. I'm I'm gung ho. Yeah, let's let's go blow things up. I'm Han Solo too. Let's do it. Yes, he yeah. is. That's 100 percent his character. Yeah. Uh, I will say with that one, like the whole thing of um, there is that like will he won't he with Finn because they think that like he's thinking about leaving again and Rose catches him. Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant like starts. There was some subtext between Poe and Finn. I was not catching up on, and there's like a will they won't they <laughs> situation there. I was like, if you what? ask the fans, there is that. <laughs> sure, but like I was like, what? I forgot about that. I guess there is there is definitely some fan fiction and probably fan art of them boning. Uh, Poe and Finn were shipped hard. hard I bet when these movies both came out, cool. Yeah. Um. So yeah, they come up with a plan for uh, basically taking it was like an A list or an A listed tracker or something like that that can track through light speed. Yeah, yeah. they called a uh, goggly lady. I don't even remember her name, honestly. Goggles. Goggle um, lady. She was in the last one. Yeah, you don't remember that character name? She, was I, she Maz? Maz. Ma- Maz. Maz. Yeah. Maz. Something like that. Yeah. And she's like, "Hey, union dispute. Uh, yeah, go find this dude." In this huge firefight. It's funny, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because like this, it looks like a war is happening behind her. She's like, "Nah, don't worry about it. It happens all the time." Oh yeah, yeah. It's, just, it's a union dispute. <laughs> yeah. Um, and she's like, "Hey, I know exactly the person you need. He's on this gambling planet or this casino planet. He's got to go find him. He'll have this red flower on his chest. He's the best. Uh, good luck. I can't help you." Last you see of her in the movie. <laughs> and then they launch Poe and no, not Poe. The Finn and Rose mm-hmm. into the stratosphere. Never to and, be seen again. Uh, and Poe is saying that he'll distract them as much as he can while they're off doing their thing, even though he's been demoted because he's he had on a plan. solo too. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> he had a plan that backfired. And they're like, yeah, we, we've seen this in someone else before. We got to stop you before you kill us all. Yeah. Because, yeah. uh, yeah, they were going to bomb the dem- the Demanator. What do they call it? The Dreadnought? Dreadnought. Yeah. They were trying to bomb the Dreadnought. And that did Didn't not work. go well. No. Killed and- almost everybody. And like they were telling them to retreat, but Poe kept fighting on. Yeah, yeah, causing yeah, basically the death of almost everyone, including uh, Rose's sister. Yes, like literally every bomber and almost all of their ships are gone because of that. Actually, all of their fighter ships are gone because except Poe. Yeah, yeah, um, which is what is known as a Pryke victory. A what? Pryke victory, a victory that is won at a cost that's so high that it wasn't worth actually winning. Oh. It's like sacrificing your queen yeah, in chess, it was actually much worse. It Kind of, yeah. I was going to say, it was actually named after uh, a guy who was, I think his name was Priya. And uh, he actually, he just like threw troops at this, um, at this invading army, or like he was trying to invade this place. And like, they, he did win by, he did like take over the place that he was trying to take over, but he lost so much troops that he basically lost his entire army. And so the next army that attacked him, there was nothing he could do. About it, can so. you believe people hate war when people like that are in charge? <laughs> yeah, I and wouldn't so, believe yeah, if like, you said it. He he fucked up so bad that they named lose are uh, winning at a cost that's so high that it w- wasn't worth winning after him. All right, but yeah, yeah, um, that happened. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> you know, morale is kind of not great, extremely low. Yeah. And I guess in a weird way, it was a poetic victory. No, <laughs> they didn't even like get 
a victory. They just launched some bombs and then were bad. I know. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I say that because instead of Pariah, it was Poe this time. So yeah, I know. Instead of Pariah, it's poetic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Dumb joke. <laughs> uh, one thing that I'm not going to vote as spoilers here because it's cheap as shit is whenever they start getting attacked and shot at like crazy, like all their gunships are destroyed whenever Finn, uh-huh. or not Finn, whenever Poe goes out to try and fight them. And the deck is also hit and blows up and Leia flies out of it. And yeah, you're like, wow, uh, she... Yeah, I was like, oh man, they're just going to kill her off. That's crazy. That's really impressive for them to do. Yeah, it also, that movie, or not that scene in the theaters um, was a huge tearjerker. And I think ultimately is what a lot of people made it feel even more cheap. Yeah. Because after the filming of this is when the actress died. Oh. Yeah. And so everyone's like, oh my God. Well, like, I th- and I think news came out like three or four weeks before the movie premiered too. It was like wow. three or four months. Uh, if I remember correctly, she died during the production of this movie. So, post-production. Oh, it was post-production? Yeah. Okay. I was, uh, the information I got was it was during production. They actually had to like CG her into certain scenes because she was gone. No, that's not this one. Okay. <laughs> yeah, gotcha. But, um, yeah, so it's like crazy thing. You're like, oh, man, they're going to kill Leia off. Yeah. But because she's strong in the force, she deus ex machina herself to the next ship. She literally yeah. Superman flies back onto a ship. Yeah. It's so lame. I hate it's it. It's so fucking stupid. It doesn't... I guess they're probably they probably wanted to do something with her later. Well, they did do something with they her later. Super did want to do more with her later. But like, it's so cheap. Don't do it. They yeah. already killed established characters. They already killed Akbar in that scene. Yeah, it's like nobody even mentions it. But they fucking blow up Akbar. Yeah. Akbar. Akbar. Mm-hmm. He was there. He was like, oh no, it's fucked up. That made me more sad in theaters because he actually died. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and Leia didn't and like it's just like that that I think left a really bad taste and even people even me, people who liked it in theaters yeah. because they're like, Oh man, like, okay, she she died and they figured out how to how to write it out and they did it very dramatically and that's intense. Yeah. And then they bring her back and it's like, Oh, so So none of that fucking mattered. That was then. actually kind of sort of disrespectful to her and her yeah. character. Yeah. It's yeah, I felt the same way. Like I like, felt like they're gonna kill her off and like it was gonna be like Maybe they she brought herself back, but then she died in the hospital of almost like, oh, like I kind of I kind of felt like it was gonna be one of those scenes of just like there was that hope, but it still died out anyways. But we have to still move on even without her. I thought it was gonna go towards that, and they totally just well, it's too late because like it's such a beautiful scene before it's stupid. Yeah, where like you're watching her slowly float in space, all the debris and dead bodies surrounding her. Yeah, as she just slowly closes her eyes and reaches out for anything. Yeah. But then, no, her force powers is really good, actually. She just doesn't use it ever else, anytime, ever. Yeah, it's a super cheap scene. I really hate Uh, it. Yeah. So, same here. Because I thought they're, like, yeah, I I completely 100% agree with you on that one. It's it's basically, it's taking something that should be tragic and cheapening the hell out of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's a good, it's just so mad, it's just a waste of a really good setup. Yeah, it is. Again, like, it's already establishing the ideas of, like, what, has been established for Star Wars is not always good. Like, you can't always expect that to work. Yeah. Because you already were like, oh, Han Solo-ass plan was a terrible idea and killed, cost the lives of so many people. Yeah. Oh, Leia is the biggest head, so obviously they're going to out her and kill her. Like, yeah. There's setups for cool stuff like that, and even, like, 
on the Luke side, there's really good setups too, but it's just lame. It's so lame. I mean, it's, it's a follow through. That's the problem. Yeah. Mm. I mean, that also being said, like with the whole thing with Poe too, because he still tries to be all gung ho about his ideas and everything. And they say like, oh, I remember the very last thing that she did before um, she was blown into space was demote you. Yeah. And if anything, it probably would have actually made for some better scenes if he had to deal with the guilt of like, congratulations, your bullshit plan killed our leader. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been way better. Yeah. Uh, but they, they chickened out. Oh, yeah. yeah. I would say. And then I guess I don't, I'll see next month, but they'll have to figure out a way to do that again, it seems. Um, again, without spoiling it, I think it's extremely disappointing how they deal with Leia. They had a good idea. They really should have just. Yeah. I don't know if, like, they never wanted to truly kill her off, but, like, it just feels like they did. And then, like, maybe executive was like, you can't kill Leia off. What the heck? So there were huge plans on what to do with Leia and what was going to happen in the story. And because of her death, they had to do a bunch of rewrites. Mm. Uh, Apparently, The Rise of Skywalker, which is the ninth one, um, had rewrites daily almost. For oh, that good. entire script. That's uh, always a good sign. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it was also originally four and a half hours long. Jesus Christ. Yeah, which is why even especially lately, you've been seeing a lot of rumors of like, Disney Plus the has Schneider a plan cut. to release. Yeah, the to Schneider release cut? the JJ cut on Disney Prime or something like that. Um, JJ supposedly, over there being like, no, that's stupid. No, there's been no one saying like, no, we're not going to do that. Mm. So the rumors have been flying around and I could see it. Because he said, like, that's how long the movie was originally going to be. I don't know. Like, I think at a point, Star Wars just starts not needing to be this long. That's I agree. That's honestly a big thing that a lot of, especially old school fans, have a problem with when it comes to Star Wars is that executives want to keep doing more and more with it. And they keep on saying, just let it be what it is. Right. And they just won't let it happen because there's money in it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, mean I still think Star Wars could have easily just been the one movie. <laughs> it yeah. could have been, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, and it still would have been like a masterpiece. Yeah. It would have still changed the landscape of cinema. It didn't need to be what it was. I'm glad it ended up being what it was because sure. more often than not, I would say I enjoy Star Wars. Yeah. But, yeah. I think the thing I like about Star Wars, especially with like the extended universe of the triple trilogy that it has, the <laughs> trilogy of trilogies, mm-hmm. is uh, it built a lot of world lore to it. Yeah. Or I guess not even world. Uh, it built a lot of galaxy lore of like, it gave a lot of, you know, expire, expiring, inspiring writers <laughs> <laughs> a lot, like a lot to go off of to like, you know, make their own sci-fi fantasies. Yeah. With yeah. It too. And it, it's probably helped shape the culture of not only like, you know, geek culture and movie culture, but also like writing culture. And I mean, it's like, it's like the Lord of the Rings for sci-fi basically. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. 100%. Um, but yeah, so that is the Poe story and the Finn story up to where we'll, We'll talk about spoilers and what happens with all those stories once we get there. Mm-hmm. But the Ray story is that once she gets there, um, again, this is something that uh, E called right when it was about to happen. It's pretty great. Because I think it's like the one thing that you would think of like, they would never do this. That's stupid. Is Ray hands Luke the lightsaber and he's like, throw it in the river. And then he did it. And <laughs> yeah, he just like flipped his shit. He's like, yes. <laughs> it's just because it's so. It's like such poetic justice for where you left off the, like what you know about Luke after the original trilogy. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
And yeah, that's that's kind of Luke's whole character in this movie is that after everything that he had gone through and things that we learn about what had happened uh, post the original trilogy and before this trilogy, what happened in his life and what made him be such a recluse and why like nobody's heard from him in such a long time mm-hmm. um, kind of made him hate society as a whole and hate his religion as a whole. Right. Because this movie uh, goes out of its way. It doesn't like side eye or anything. It straight up says Jedi is a religion. Yeah. Which I actually like that a lot because a lot of them, I think, dance around that idea. But this one straight up says, like, yeah, no, it was a religion. It just got out of hand. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the prequel trilogy was the most religious, but wanted to try to act like there was a scientific thing with it. <laughs> so stupid. So dumb. Uh, but There um, were ideas there, and he just did it badly. Yeah. yeah. But yeah it's, yeah, it's about, like, Luke basically having to process how he's kind of failed. And it makes sense, again, from where the original trilogy left off, because Luke ultimately was just some kid yeah. who was thrusted into this high position and, like, basically touted as the best thing ever. Like, that's going to cause issues. Like, yeah. you can't just think you're hot shit all the time. Yeah, or else you get Han Solo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, on top of that, too, like, there is that thing where she tries, like, you know, stroking his ego to tell him that we, like, you know, we need you to help with the resistance because you are a legend and, like, you can do all these great things and like you have done great things in the past you'll do great things again just help us and he's just like yeah i did great things but at what cost yeah like what what was the actual cost of everything that i had done and all this like yeah i was a legend but what does that mean yeah like all these people were also legends look what they did <laughs> right i mean it goes with like a really weird uh a real life story actually is uh there was a there's a bronze statue of arnold schwarzenegger uh in front of this hotel and he had it commissioned there, uh, and, like, the hotel wanted it, and, like, he gave it to them for free because uh, they said, like, if you give this to us, like, we'll, we'll statue, or statue it in front of us, and with the extra pull-in we'll get from the hotel, like, you can stay here for free anytime you're in town. And I guess he was doing something. It might have been, like, a charity thing or something. And uh, he went to go stay there, and they said, like, yeah, you're going to have to pay for a room, though. Like, what do you mean? I was told I can stay, like, I had a lifetime membership here to, like, come here if i'm in town it's like yeah we can't do that like you're gonna have to pay oh you're gonna have to pay a fee to come in here and like even though like it's one of those it didn't matter that he did great things in the past because like arnold schwarzenegger was like the actor in the 80s and the 90s yeah which is so weird but yeah yeah. and but like that's the thing is like he was a legend but now he's all right to like he went from like a legendary actor to being california governor to just a guy now and because he no longer has as much um power to his name people don't care anymore and so like he ended up taking a picture and putting on his instagram of him sleeping outside in a sleeping bag next to that statue of or that bronze statue that he gave to that hotel <laughs> he was a legend but a little what melodramatic he is now. a bit melodramatic but, yeah you know he did it to make a point though too yeah. I guess. kind of the same way of like luke is being melodramatic here to make his point i mean luke arguably caused a mass genocide he was part of a problem. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. that's the thing is he sees it now. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's just, just like the idea of like blocking out the force is a really interesting concept too. Like, yeah. When, cause Luke's been taught his whole life to like see the force and that's the Jedi's and all that. They're the ones with the force and the dark side uses the dark version of it. Yeah. Whereas Luke ends up being like the force has always been there. It doesn't, 
it's not our thing. It doesn't belong to you or me. It just always is. Don't yeah. you feel it? Yeah. And then, like go starts going into how hypocritical the Jedi way actually is because the Jedi way more than anything caused more violence and more war than anything else that they were opposing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's something that's kind of skimmed upon that he says that's really profound is uh uh is to let the Jedi die uh because. The Jedi seem like they're the light, but if the Jedi is gone, the light doesn't go away. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I guess this is definitely anti-Star Wars, I guess, if this is the part you were kind of talking about. This and some things that happen later, yeah. Um, very anti-Star Wars, very, like, against everything the original trilogy says. Yeah. Which I think a lot of, like, diehard Star Wars fans really hate that idea, is that, like, Star Wars now is, like, Fuck that. (laughs) And, like, the person who was, like, being touted as, like, the hero in all of those is now saying, like, that was bullshit. Like, that, none of that was what it was made out to be. Uh, It's basically the man who's spouted as Space Jesus saying, I'm not Space Jesus. Leave me alone. Yeah. And then be like, no, you're Space Jesus. God damn it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. A lot of fans Uh, didn't take very well to that. It's it's the end of Life of Brian, you know. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like, even if you think about what Luke him specifically does during the original trilogy it makes so much sense why he doesn't actually care for it anymore because like what did luke do he basically was selfish the entire time and always did what he felt like doing yeah because what he thought was a jedi was supposed to do Mm -hmm. and uh yeah if you look at everything he did he the only reason why he got messed up into the rebellion is because he just wanted to be a a fighter pilot um and he only got there because he was like just kind of curious yeah. And pushing his way forward about talking to this old dude about this message. Um, and then he's like, well, I'm the only hope, obviously. I need to be trained by the best ever. Let's go find the best ever. And he doesn't even finish his training. No, he does not. Yeah. Uh, and then he literally thinks he's the only hope to save anything. And ultimately, he has no effect on any of that. No, he yeah. saved Vader. Yeah. Like, Vader already had the seeds of doubt in him. Exactly. It's like... Luke's story, genuinely, really affects nothing in Star Wars, mm-hmm. if we're being honest. He just connected stuff together. Yeah, he was, he was a ray of hope at best. Yeah. He was a new hope. Dun-dun-dun. Da, da, da. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. What I, is that six? A new hope was four. Four. <laughs> The very first one. <laughs> I'll, tr- I'll get him one day, maybe. Well, well, at the end of the next one, we're going to see <laughs> if you can get him in a see, row. <laughs> and I guarantee I've got to guess three names correctly. Oh, yeah. In yeah. the wrong order, and the rest are going to be incorrect. I, next week, you have to get at least one. Next week? Next month. Sorry. <laughs> I had to get one or what? You're going to kick me off? Yeah, you're out of the podcast. <laughs> good luck fighting anyone else well, who hasn't seen a million yeah. movies. Mm, that's a good point. Uh, well, we'll find a prisoner who's been in prison for 30 years and recently got out. They've probably seen more movies than he. Yeah. <laughs> they were probably on the TV in the prisons. Ooh, yeah. Uh, anyway. But yeah. Um, it is an interesting shift, for sure. Yeah. Um, which I'm going to say, well, Ray goes through training because yeah. Luke eventually does agree to train her. Yeah, Luke's like... You get three training lessons and that's it. Luke goes into the Millennium Falcon and finds the fuzzy dice that Han Solo always had, I guess. They actually were there. Were they? Yeah, they were in the originals and stuff. Feels weird that that was like the central point. Yeah, because they're like literally set dressing. Yeah. <laughs> like I thought you'd like find it. 
Han's jacket or something. Well, I guess Han always had his jacket. Yeah, he like, always had his jacket. Something like that wasn't a fuzzy dice equivalent. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if they wanted to do like the whole like, remember Star Wars thing again, he they could have just had like a scene of him walking through the ship and like seeing like, you know, little training bot that he worked with or just sit next to a helmet and like the, the chess table. Yeah, he should have like... just picked up that chess table instead. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Well, no, it's, it's like, like looking at all the things that he did back in those days and like just kind of going back through memory lane. Yeah. I don't know. It's just like, imagine like you found your like, old family van or something and you like went in there and you're looking around and then you just like picked up the like sticky cup garfield thing that a bunch of those cars had and you just (laughs) took that it's like ah yes garfield you mean the sticky cup pork that everybody had yeah (laughs) damn it i'm I'm gonna (laughs) fucking burn all the ones i see now now that i know that it's not even important to the movie nope (laughs) just product placement them trying to make more money adorable little penguins nope um Eating them all. They're going <laughs> extinct. They're going the way of the dodo. When Chewie had that one, it looked delicious. That was a perfect rotisserie pork. I like that the bone was apparently meat, too. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> like... <laughs> Anyways, but yeah, uh, Ray Ray's going to be trained by Luke, and Luke's like, Ray, do you feel it? Reach out. <laughs> That's a very good it's scene. It's such a good scene where she reaches out and like Luke clearly this boy just starts fucking with her and yeah. like touching her hand with some guy. She's like, I can feel it, I can feel it. And they fucking smacks her. It's really it's good. So I really like it. I also like he like had no reason to have the grass though. I don't know why he even brought it other than that scene. Yeah. You pretty right. much that scene. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he just knew she'd fuck up. Yeah, probably. Uh uh. But yeah, I think from here on out, uh spoiler tag. Yeah. Sure. Uh, we're going to be spoiling everything or talking about anything in this movie. So if you haven't seen it, uh, go see it. Disney Plus is the easiest way. Super cheap. Uh, yep. Yeah. Spoilers for Star Wars Episode Eight and everything beforehand, probably. Yeah. All right. So a long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> <laughs> well, like the thing is, is like when he tells her when he has like really that a uh, Padawan to teacher moment. She's like starts to realize that like the force is is like all of nature moving amongst the island and has that mo- kind of like that profound move like yeah you're getting it you're getting it and then she's like what's that deep dark hole down in the middle of the <laughs> island <laughs> and then he starts hitting her with the grass again like no no bad <laughs> well I, luke never luke clearly is still disinterested in training her though yeah. like throughout this he, whole time it is very much him getting her like i'll agree to train you if you shut the fuck up yeah yeah well, it's mostly like he—he's like, I will agree to train you, but you're gonna see how fucked everything is, yeah. and you're not gonna believe in it anymore. So <laughs> I'm gonna do it, but it's gonna be fucked. Yeah. yeah. So she's like, I can see it, the darkness, and he's like, Yeah, the, uh, there's a sun too. Uh, <laughs> don't. And she's like, I, I, I want to go in this hole. He's like, Please don't. And then she fucking causes an earthquake. Yeah. <laughs> And he's like, God damn, you didn't even fight it. You just went right to the yeah, hole. that's the best. Like, <laughs> you didn't try. <laughs> he's like, this is the same thing that happened with Ben. <laughs> yeah. Um, which I love the Ben storyline. I'm sure yeah. there's going to be something that's going to be like some sort of series that just goes into the Ben thing a lot. I don't want that, but. So the closest that I can think of at the current moment in time is he is loosely based off of the novelization because there's a novelization of like what happens after Star Wars. and Yeah. Like, that in that one, Han Solo and Leia get married, and they have twins. And the uh, one of them, or one of the twins, does go towards the dark side. And Ben's character is like very much based off of that character. A lot more happens to the character in the novel than Ben in the movies, though. Yeah, the other twin just became a moisture farmer. 
Just kind of escaped it all. (laughs) Uh, But those aren't canon anymore. No. No. (laughs) Even though they definitely used some ideas from those novels. Nothing's canon. The movies come out, they stop being canon as soon as they come out. None of it's canon anymore. If you talk to half the Star Wars fans, you would... There's literally a petition to remake Star Wars Episode 7 and 8 when this came out. (laughs) So fucking stupid. I do know a Star Wars fan who does say that he considers the sequel trilogy not canon. And it's funny to me, because, like, if you're going to go that route, fucking get rid of the prequel trilogy, too. Make that also not canon. Yeah. Yeah. Just say you you only consider the original canon. Why not? Yeah. I mean, there's also those fan groups, too. Yeah, but, like, that makes more sense. If Like, I don't understand why you would only do one of it. (laughs) It's just silly. What's the point? (laughs) It's just silly. I'm also interested what your friends have to say uh, about this. I'll see about it later. I'm not yeah. going to let you make fun of them. I know, I know, but I'm, I am I want <laughs> yeah, to know. I just was curious because, like, I knew beforehand that you liked it, so yeah. I was like, I'm not going to understand that. Right. The descent. But, um, uh, yeah, so <laughs> Luke keeps training Ray, and then, like, there's, Ray starts feeling, uh... A connection? A, yeah, I guess a connection with Ben. Yeah, which, when I saw... The Last Jedi at first, I was kind of against this power, actually. Uh, I actually like it a lot now. I think it's a good extension of, yeah. like, what already is, like, how you can already sense people and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense you could, like, actually com- to telepathy, basically, at this point. And it's kind of explained better later why. Yeah. And in the next movie, I think it's even more explained and justified even more well even in the originals it's explained because yeah, like the there too because yeah because like there's the whole obi-wan talking to luke yeah because it's pretty much the same thing yeah uh, but the only difference is you know he's um obi-wan decides to do it after he dies like you don't it basically just canonizes that you don't have to be a dead jedi to talk to other jedis through the use of the force you can still communicate to each other through long distances as long as you have that connection through the force. Yeah. Yeah. And also uh, Ben just is shirtless. Yeah, that was these scenes. <laughs> it's a weird scene. It, it was super weird. It, it was felt super unnecessary to the point that it was memed to death. Yeah, I remember seeing the weird edits of that yeah. shirtless Ben. Um he <laughs> went out of his way Adam Driver cuz he knew that there was going to be one shirtless scene. And he was not like he's not like one of those super ripped actors. Like yeah, he's still he stays in like healthy shape, not in like Hollywood shape. So he was like, okay, I have to have my shirt off. I have to fucking stop eating donuts, I guess. <laughs> so well, like, like it's so weird too because he also has his pants like all the way up to his abs. Up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, he like did a bunch of lifting and stuff to get in a little better shape for that one. So he looks like awkwardly pumped up in ways, and then yeah. like flubby in others. In, like, a human way. He looks like a teenager. <laughs> yes, yeah. which, very purposeful for, yeah. for most of his look. Because if you look at Adam Driver in anything except for this movie, he does not look like a teenage boy. <laughs> like, at all. <laughs> but yeah. So, yeah, there's some back and forth where Ray's like, I know you can do it, Ben. And Ben's like, it's Kylo now. Yeah, so that's one of the biggest things with this movie is the theme of Ray having to delve deeper into the dark side to understand who she is, and um, you get glimpses of Kylo dipping into the light side to figure out who he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that that does this that really well. And I think that that's another thing that fans fucked themselves over with that is there were tons and tons of like theory as as always are like fan theories and stuff like what's going to happen. And the biggest one was that. 
Like, oh, Star Wars is going to do the thing, Rey's going to go to the dark side, and then we're not going to have a good Jedi for the next movie. Like, literally, like, 90% of what you saw on the internet when this was coming out was that talk, and, like, people were convinced that that was going to happen. That's all they wanted, and that's all they wanted to accept. Like, what happens with most internet culture. Yeah. And so when that didn't happen, everyone's like, oh, this isn't Star Wars. This is stupid. I can't believe they did the thing that literally everyone predicted them to do. What the hell? Yeah. (laughs) Like, so... Yeah. I mean, it's one of those. It also does a good job of like her kind of almost like in this naive way of like there is good and there is bad, and I sense good in you, so you should come to the good right. side. And he's trying to tell her like like the world isn't just black and white; there are colors and are in it, and you have to look at those yeah. colors every now and then, even if it's unpleasant. Yeah. Um, and this goes farther into why I think that this is a trilogy about Ray and Finn more than anything else. It, a lot, some of that does happen to do with, I think that's the one thing each one of the movies nail perfectly is their connection and their charisma with each other. They didn't get to do anything <laughs> together. They get to do very movie. little, but I would argue that every time that they are in scenes together, it's fucking like, boom, it's perfect. It's All like one. There's about two in each movie, <laughs> I would say. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> okay. But I honestly, there's not a lot, but they're powerful scenes. <laughs> I, I actually do think they're very powerful. Uh, uh. I like them a lot. Not, like, romantically, but just, like, I think they're really good scenes. Are they supposed to be romantic? Sort of. Kind of not really. It depends they're who you kind ask. Of like a, they're almost Sam and Frodo-style scenes. <laughs> almost. <laughs> um, some of that changes in ways. Probably. But you'll know in a month. Yeah, I will. We're almost to the end. Um, but, yeah, like, I genuinely think that this trilogy is about Kylo Ren. And I think that this gives us some perfect Kylo Ren stuff in yeah, this. He gets the best like character arc in this movie, mm-hmm. and it's an interesting one because he actually character arcs all the way back to where he starts, and that's always a fun thing. Yes, he does. Um, because he he goes through that weird changing thing of like he is trying to be his hero, Darth Vader, mm-hmm. and but the fact of, like, he went for it so hard, he's now questioning what that even means. Yeah. And Rey, on her side, is also being forced to question what it means to be a Jedi. And so you have both of these things on opposite sides, like, trying to figure out, like, what is the truth? Like, where is the balance in all yeah. of this? And I think that that's super yeah. fun. I mean, it's super fun. It's also very Star Wars in the sense that Star Wars is always movies about being in balance. Yeah, yeah. With things like I still, I that, that I did not feel that much in the original. <laughs> still, I'm gonna say it's I, there. It's, it's it is definitely there. It is more of an extreme light and extreme dark than it is yeah. the gray area. And this one delves a little bit deeper into the gray area. I would agree, which I think is a strength to this movie. Even though there's a lot of fans who don't like it because it there was a lot of like, well, this movie wasn't what I was expecting, so it's garbage now. Yes, there's a lot of that for this. And there's a lot of, yes, hello, I am real human, and I dislike this movie very much. <laughs> there's at least 10% of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's a, it, I think that is definitely the highlight of the movie, like the interesting dynamic between Kylo and uh, Ray. Yeah. And I think the rest of the movie gets kind of weak. <laughs> I think there are a lot of weak spots in there for sure. My favorite, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. My favorite things are with Kylo and with Rey. Yeah. I think those scenes shine much higher above everything else. Uh, even I love Poe and I love Finn, but I think that the stuff that they're given to do is pretty weak. Yeah. Poe is literally given nothing. He, his yeah. literal job is like, you fucked up, stop doing things. Yeah. <laughs> and he just, and it is very much, you fucked up, stop doing things and him and going, no. Yeah. Cause yeah. like, 
I mean, again, every character gets a bit of a character arc in this. And Poe's character arc is sometimes you got to do nothing. Yeah. Sometimes which, that's the proper answer. Which literally, um, I love that the answer to this movie of like, if Poe just did nothing and listened to people who were like, we know what's going on. We have a plan. Sit down. If he would have just done nothing, they would have escaped fine. Yeah. yeah. That's what the ultimate like, fuck you is. Because like. Star Wars has never been built on doing nothing. It's everybody right. has to have a thing, everybody has a goal, everybody has a role in this big chess thing that they do. And this one's being like, no, like, there's there's lives on the line. You need to sit down and shut up and not try to be a hero right now. Yeah. And so, like, that's another one of those things of, like, fuck you to, like, old Star Wars fans, I think. I guess. I mean, like, I think that makes sense from the progression of storytelling in general, though. Because, yeah. like, as we increase the amount of media that exists sometimes you have to start really thinking about what's important and stuff it's like how in general like a lot of the morals of early stuff were taken and kind of twisted towards nowadays because we were like that's not quite accurate yeah so like the moral of star wars of being like sometimes you're part of your own journey and you need to find yourself and all that and this one's like sometimes you need to take a step back and look at the bigger picture yeah, which yeah. I would say this movie is definitely encapsulating that. Yeah, moral. for it sure. Is. But I do agree with Dry. Like that's actually my big thing about this. If they would have like said to him, like, "Listen, we have a plan. We know what we're doing," and like let him a little bit in on the plan and let him say, like, "Okay, this is a decent plan. I'll sit down and do my thing." They could have cut easily the forty minutes that Dry was talking out of the movie. He wouldn't though. That's not his character. Yeah, yeah. Poe does not learn by talking. Is <laughs> like, the biggest thing with this. But like. That for me, that was the biggest fuck you. Is that like after they finally told him what the plan was, he's like, "Oh, that's actually a good plan." And then he finally sat down and shut up. I mean, because that's the point where every, he's literally failed every step of the way. Yeah. yeah, like I think it's important that that's when he learned the plan because that's when he's been humbled finally. Yes, I agree with that actually. Um, so let's talk about the things that I think could have been completely cut out of the film plot wise. Okay, and the film would have been exactly the same, more or less. Um, anything that happens with Finn and Rose. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying, though, because, like, if Poe wasn't, like, so gung-ho about it, he wouldn't have sent them to the planet. Yeah. He could have cut out that entire casino planet, because, like, it is very unneeded. I do agree with that. Like, mm-hmm. that's the 40 minutes I'm talking about that could have been cut out. Me too. If, yeah. <laughs> if, like, Poe could have still learned his lesson that he needs to sit down and shut up without them going to that planet. I agree. I think that there could have been a much smaller plan that he like put into place and like got more people killed, and then that could have it could have been like a five minute thing, and he could have learned that. Yeah, I think everything on the casino planet is boring and lame. I yeah. think they needed to set up way better because like there's an interesting idea between the backstory of Rose having to return to this planet that enslaved her. Yeah. But they don't do anything with that. No, and it's very ham-fisted how they do it. Yeah, because, like, it literally is Finn gets up and he's like, Man, Rose, how come you don't like this cool place? (laughs) How come you don't like this amazing place that's so shiny? No, Finn, look beyond the shiny things. And he just gets a telescope and he's like, Oh, slaves. (laughs) I know, like, it's not even, like... It would have uh, been. It probably would have been easier to say, like, uh, like, the reason why I don't like the shiny is I see the grime underneath it. Like, it it didn't, you know... There's, like, so many ways, like... I think even if they just didn't have to explicitly tell it, like, if it was just Finn was getting absorbed in this world, whereas Rose was so disillusioned, 
Yeah. Yeah. And like the that is a better talk. It still didn't need to exist. Like this whole casino thing is such a weird side plot that it basically is like, hey, you're back at square one. Woohoo. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the whole her growing up as a slave child could have literally been a five minute exposition instead of, you know, a thirty minute casino. Well, like that's scene. the thing. That part specifically isn't even a five minute exposition. It's a two second exposition. Yeah, and then they just fuck around in the casino for a while. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying though. Like her saying, like, "Oh yeah, I grew up on a slave planet," kind of thing. That could have been an exposition without them having to go to said casino planet. Yeah, like everything in the casino planet. Like I get that they were trying to find find a way for Finn to like have something to do, so he's not just in a coma the whole movie. Um, I think they just wanted the cantina again. Yeah, probably that too. Yeah. Uh, the music that they had in the casino was very Cantina-esque. Yeah. yeah. It was very jizz. <laughs> so much jizz. Um, and I think like there's a couple of like fun goofs in the casino area, but they don't add anything to anything. No. no. It it feels like something you'd almost see in like a almost like a side movie or like a fan made movie. Yeah. Of, like something that has something that has nothing to do with the main storyline, but it happens to take place in this kind of very uh bombastic casino this is the filler level in the in the video game version yeah. of this movie that's the it word is. that's the perfect word this is a filler plot yeah this is something that this is the beach episode of the movie yeah yeah like it just doesn't ha- it only has importance to the plot of the movie for the fact that it has no importance to the plot of the movie right like you could have just skipped the part where they're like oh they're hexadecimally encrypted codes you could be like all right we're got we're getting on there yeah and you could have literally started Finn's plot from that point. Yeah. Because <laughs> he already had, like, this interesting idea between, like, Rose just thinking he's going to be a traitor. Because, yeah. like, there's, like, two things that ever bring that, bring that back. is It's, like, the setup, and then later when Finn's like, yeah, I know where all the escape pods are, or escape pods are, <laughs> and Rose is like, you would. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it. That's the only time that's ever addressed. <laughs> yeah, and I think it, what annoys me most about this plot line is that I agree with people that it's useless, but for different reasons than what most of the internet agrees with. Because all of the Rose plots are what all of the anti-SJW people hate about it, is the Rose things. Why? She's a Star Wars character. Yeah. She got super death threats because of this movie. Um, To the point to where she dislikes Star Wars um, because of how the fans treated her. She got rid of all of her social media. Um, She could not be a public figure in the way that most actors and things are because of how the fans treated her because they're like oh sj not my star wars uh and it was that whole thing yeah which to be fair like i do agree with you like the whole like finn and rose storyline didn't really go anywhere for this movie it doesn't however kelly marie tran the woman who plays rose does a fine job she's a great actress at yeah, what she like, does i don't have any problem with her yeah either. like yeah it's not a her problem. It's a writer problem. It's a director problem. I don't even know if they I'd didn't say... give her a whole lot to work with with this. I still don't even know because, like, if you're gonna be mad at her, be mad at literally like half the characters in Star Wars. Half of them are this level of complexity. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they are. Uh, it, it, again, I think it's just what the message of it was trying to say. Of like, I think don't meet your heroes. That kind of <laughs> is her plot. That kind of is her plot, actually. But like. How a lot of people saw her as, like, being written is, like, she is the SJW, like, woman empowerment, uh, like, taking power away from the man kind of thing. Uh, I think that's what most of the dialogue you'll find online is. How? She doesn't do anything. This is also another one of those people are looking into it and finding things that aren't really there. I guess, like, 
her and Finn are basically about equivalent footing, and Finn is notoriously like not is notoriously out of his element, so it makes yes. sense. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? And Finn still gets to do way cooler shit in this movie than she does. He does. Um, I think that she uh, honestly, I think that um, both these characters were given shit to work with here. Yeah, I think that the plot that they were given was bullshit. And I think that the writing they were given kind of sucked. Yeah. Because they get turned into a B plot that is meant to, like, lighten the mood. They're a C plot. Yeah. Let's be real. (laughs) That's true. Uh, But they're, like, meant to lighten the mood, and they're basically comedy relief. But, like, they're given bad comedy for the most part. Their lines are really cheesy. And I think their stories are so heavy-handed that it takes... It almost makes the rest of the film feel less subtle, even though there is quite a bit of subtlety in the rest of the film. Right. Yeah. That one's just, like... Hey, aristocrats, bad. Yes, and then we're gonna free the horses. Just yeah. the horses. Just free not horses. the slaves. Yeah. yeah. No. 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 Kids gotta stay. <laughs> I I did think about like the kids could have left. I, yeah. Like yeah. there were free horses they could have taken. Yeah, they could have just done it. But I, don't I mean, know. also on top of that, that's also these are also slave children that have nowhere to go. I guess could have a horse though. Yeah, I could yeah. have a horse. Well, a <laughs> monkey horse person. Yeah, I don't rabbit like, horse person. I th- I'm gonna say. I think the weird horse rabbit things are one of my least favorite designs in Star Wars so far. They look fucking weird. Like in a bad way. Yeah. Which is weird. like I usually talk about how much I do like a lot of designs in this game. Well Jiraiya was confused when I was just pointing out background characters I really like. Yeah, I was like, I don't I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I mean I wasn't looking at that. For it being a C plot, I uh, I think weirdly enough, probably one of my favorite things is like that little greedy gremlin creature yeah. that was putting coins into BB eight and expecting to get a yeah, cash out. He goes drunk. Yeah. That's the part that's the funny part that I like. And I like the fact that like they fuck up getting the James Bond guy, basically. Yeah. Cause, like, and end up getting just some random dude. You almost like it's almost like a um a mockery of like James Bond films of like all right, we're going to go in, we're going to be like super spies, we're going to get this done and then like and they just out. accidentally miss James Bond and then he just keeps gambling. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's not that they accidentally miss James Bond. It's that a guy trying to be a good citizen is like, "Oh yeah, those are the guys who parked illegally over in my par- yeah. property." Yeah. <laughs> um yeah. I uh the only thing that I think I like that they end up doing besides the little gremlin dude is I like Benicio del Toro's character, the thief they find in the jail. Yeah, I like his like his acting in it. Like I like I like the character. I the like nervous tick to him. Yeah, like it was. Fe- it feels like he like knew what this character was, and like he had a real idea of it. And it sucks that they just sort of write him out out of nowhere. Yeah, it, I feel like it could have made more sense if they did a reflection of what they did in the original trilogy where he was like a spy basically yes yeah. that's what so like when you're saying like they don't even need to go to the casino planet i think it would have been great if benicio de toro was part of the crew and they're like all right we have benicio de toro on our ship he's gonna get us up there and get us in yeah. you could cut the casino planet out yeah, yeah like he he already has the character arc, or character trait of he just listens in the conversations yeah have yeah. him listen into the conversation finn and rose are having with poe exactly and he's like I heard you need someone who can uh, do the hacking. Like, they were already going to the brig. Yeah. Like, it's right there. (laughs) And he's like, I got a trick. And he opens up his his, uh, trench coat. And and just has all the lockpicks. All the lockpicks. Cocaine. Whatever you need. (laughs) Would you like some death sticks? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
You want some jizz CDs? <laughs> <laughs> How about some green milk? Oh, man. But, um, yeah, like, it's just a weird decision because I feel like Star Wars is usually pretty good about being concise with that kind of stuff. Yeah. But, I don't know. It, it does feel like 40 minutes wasted of, like, it doesn't really go to anywhere. Like, it, the most you get out of those 40 minutes is it kind of leads to them having, like, that cool fight scene on the on the bridge with, uh, fan to with fam- Finn Phasm. and Phantasm. Phasm. Phasm. Phasma. Phasma. That's Phasma. Yeah, with Captain Phasma. Yeah. yeah. Like, it leads to that fight. But there could have been easier ways to lead to that fight well, than... Yeah, yeah, you could have gotten them to the bridge and had more about them kind of exploring. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, that's uncharted territory for the most part for them. Yeah. That would have like, been really fun. Like, and then have, like, Rose having doubt about Finn. Like, yeah. she already thinks he's a traitor at that point. Like, that's a more interesting idea. Yeah. To yeah. have him try to prove himself than to... Uh, well, not having to go to Casino Planet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just... That's... It's like, again, like, they kind of dropped the ball there, similar to how they dropped the ball with uh, Leia earlier. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, for as much greatness as there is, there's moments you can pick out and be like, I can find ten ways they could do this better. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, we're just random fucks around on the yeah. internet. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure Disney would tell us the same thing they told all the other fans. They're like, I didn't like this movie. It's like, cool. You get $200 million and you make your own fucking movie. Basically is what they told everybody. Yeah. yeah. Um, And here's the other thing. What is really disappointing to me about all of this is because of the fan outlash about this movie. Rian Johnson was asked to do the third movie, but he wanted to do other things like Knives Out um, and things like that. Just weird little offshoot movies he wanted to go and do. He's like, I'm I'm too busy. I can't finish your Star Wars right now because this took up so much of my fucking time. Um, they're like, okay, well, what if we just give you a Star Wars trilogy then? He's like, uh, I can just do it whenever? Yeah. Okay, I'll do it. Um, but now, because of all the backlash to this movie, there's been zero word on if he's ever going to touch Star Wars again. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Which I think sucks because I think he had some really great ideas of where to take it. So that Drinking disappoints the tits me. of a cow. And some bad ideas. <laughs> <laughs> There's some good and bad. Uh, but, like, the ultimate idea of not needing to come from somewhere, which is something yeah. I want to talk about here, actually. Um, almost all of this movie is, like, you don't have to be, like, the hero to be a hero mm-hmm. um, when it's going to, like, pose actions. Like, being the, doing the heroic thing isn't going out there and trying to blow shit up and being the star of it. It's sitting back and knowing when to make your quiet move. Yeah. That's being the hero. Or being the hero isn't about, like, the family you come from. It's about what actions you actually do in the world makes you a hero. Like, that's what I really like about all of this. And the biggest time when that, I think, comes up are near the end, two parts near the end of the movie. It's when Rey finally abandons Luke. um, Because you get to learn about Luke um, having a moment of doubt about Ben. Yeah. Which is the reason why Ben defected, basically. Is yeah. Luke saw all the negative, dark energy in him. And in a moment of cowardice, was going to kill him. And like before he could really stop that, it was too late. And Ben had already woken up. Yeah. And uh, felt immediately betrayed. And so he knocks Luke out, kills all the people who wouldn't join him, and takes the people he would who would join him. Um, creating the Knights of Ren, which mm. is something that was mentioned in the last movie for like two seconds. <laughs> um, 
and yeah, so you get to learn about that and how that is the real reason why Luke has defected from the Jedi Force is because he failed. He failed yeah. the Jedi. He failed his people. He failed his family, essentially, is how he feels, because he lost his nephew to the dark side from a moment of weakness of trying to kill him, essentially. Yeah. And um, that's why he, he, he no longer wants to believe in the Force, even. Yeah. And Ray just wants nothing to do with it after learning this. Basically, she needs to find her own self. Yeah. Yeah. Because this is like the final time she communicates with Ben, and she's like, I don't know how to explain it really. They're like connected and about to join existence. I don't even know so, what's like, going on anymore. So, like, they can see each other through the Force, but they can't see the environments of each other. Um, they, it's almost like a hologram, but like they're real. Yeah. So the best way to describe it is how they, I think they're trying to show it because you don't ever see them see each other really. You get the the one-two camera shot, like classic sitcom camera shot of like when one's talking, it's them and the other talking, it's the other person. And like, I think that's like a fun movie magic kind of thing actually because yeah. you get very clearly the idea that they're sitting there having a conversation with each other, but they're completely different places. Um, which is kind of weird, fun camera tricks, I think, that work really well. and tell you exactly what they're trying to do without having to tell you for the most part even though they do tell you but yeah, <laughs> happens. um yeah so they're they're finally having a conversation because ben this whole time has been trying to convince her like bring me luke or just come to me and join my side and everything will work out everything will be fine whereas uh, ray's like no uh i feel the good in you you're gonna come over here yeah uh and they 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 touch hands they feel this huge force thing and that's when luke busts open, tells them to stop talking to each other like they're a couple of teenage kids about to fuck. Yeah. And then you have that big moment where Ray like is like, fuck you, Luke. This is bullshit. Tell me the truth. Yeah. Almost kills him. Um, and, you know, I think the real message of this movie is actually abstinence. Yeah. <laughs> which I think is what we're here to talk about today. Um, don't fuck. Give a hoot. Don't fuck. Yeah, that's the rhyme. <laughs> sure. <laughs> no, but yeah, uh, it's a little fight between Luke and Ray. Mm-hmm. Luke's kind of not fighting her, ultimately. He's mostly in the defense. Yes, which is what you see Luke doing throughout the entire movie, really. Yeah. He never he never strikes at anybody, which I think is very smart for what they're trying to do with his character. Yeah, because um, like, he doesn't even really like the lightsabers and anything anymore. Yeah, yeah. He thinks that it's just uh, a crude thing from his old religion, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he still has reverence for it, as we see once she leaves. He's like, fuck it, I'm burning the whole thing down. And he, like, lights yeah, this lightsaber I, flare. That wasn't... I actually really like that scene, especially because uh, Yoda gets to finally come back. Yeah. And it's, like, Luke wanting to... Again, like like the story was saying, just let go of the past, finally. Yes. Yeah. And Which like, is the third instance of, I think, telling Star Wars fans to just fucking let it go. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> but, like... I think it's interesting, but the real cool part about that is, like, Luke starting to, like, really not want to. Yeah. Yoda just does it for him. Yeah, like, he's he, there, he, like, lights the flare, and he's like, I'm doing it. And then, you like, see him, like, not do it, and you're like, all right, fuck it. Snaps his fingers, lightning strikes <laughs> the tree where all the books are at. Yeah. And, like, Luke's like, no, wait, actually, the, the, the Jedi stuff. And Yoda's like, hmm, boring they are. <laughs> Page turners, they're not. Uh, you get... You, you get, get sassy Yoda. You again. get Gremlin Yoda. He's back. Yes, and he's amazing. 
I was so happy in theaters watching this scene, and Liz didn't understand it at all. <laughs> She's like, I don't understand why you care about this. Why is he a puppet? <laughs> he it was to be a puppet. It was literally everything that was great about him in the original trilogy. Yeah, because yeah, like he's sassy, he like he's sassy, but he also gives good knowledge yeah. at the same time. Yeah. He's he's wise, but he's still fun. Yes, which is Yoda ultimately. Yeah, because like Luke's like, oh no, Yoda, what do we do? And then Yoda just just fucking hit him with the stick. <laughs> he's like, get a grip, you should. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you said, the old religion should die, and she's the new path of it. Ray already knows the books. Yeah. Garfield comics, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's honestly such a great scene. Yeah. Um, I think it's also ultimately like that scene wherever Luke kind of realizes like his cowardice of all of this too, of just like, oh, like all the things that he should have done, but he never did. But like knowing that he can't change in the past, like the mistakes that he had, but he can move forward from it. Right. Yes. Because like it's the thing that Yoda says is like, you shouldn't just teach the strengths and stuff. It's important to teach failure, which is a really good lesson. I think everyone yeah. needs to learn at a point in their life. Yeah, which is ultimately what this movie's lesson is. is like, you have to fail to know where the right thing is, too. Yeah. So, uh, Poe is like, all right, you guys, you got, you got ready? And they're, uh, Finn and Rose and other convict are like, Benicio del Toro. I just know his actor's name. Yeah, and they're like, <laughs> oh, apparently his on. name's DJ in this. Sure. I don't think they ever say his name. I don't think they do either. But come on, on the DJ IMDb. established Star Wars character. <laughs> you you got it. And DJ's like, oh, fine now. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I just love his character. He's fun to watch. Um, but yeah, he uh ultimately betrays them because they got caught. Yeah, and yeah. after Poe overthrew the leader. Yeah. Uh, like, cause she like wouldn't tell him anything. So he's like, fuck it. I'm going to take over. We're going to do action. I'm going to do my plan. Light speed. And, uh, it fails. Yeah. Yeah. Leia like straight up. Leia fucking, woke up. <laughs> yeah. Leia woke up, burst the door open, fucking tases Poe basically. I love it. Cause you're like, you know, the star Wars in you is like, Leia's here. Everything's going to go great. They're yeah. going to go through the plane and Leia's like, shut up. Bam. Yeah. <laughs> Which, to be fair, it's very Leia move to do that. Yeah, Leia's yeah. always been the straight person in the, uh, in the every dynamic in the movies, yeah. basically. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah. Uh, Poe has to eat his uh crow pie. That's a thing, right? Crow pie. Yeah. What? Crow kind cake. Of, it's it, basically yeah. Like uh, whenever somebody has to like own up to their actions they have to eat crow is the name of it because like I apparently guess? crow like, apparently crow is very nasty meat i but like why where did the crow come from what how is that the repercussions of the action would you want to eat crow why is that the option tell me yes it's or no old, do you want to eat crow i don't know what it, it tastes like probably bad <laughs> apparently bad from what i've heard but that's why that's what the old saying is it's like whenever you have to reap the act or reap what you sow in a sense it's you have to eat crow Maybe, like, the, my only guess is, like, people are just shooting crows, and they're like, you want to fucking eat it after that? Yeah. That's my only guess. I don't know I mean, why that, like, upset me so much. <laughs> Maybe this would be a better way to put it. Like, whenever uh, I was complaining to Jell about my radiator that I'd said earlier that I had to get replaced, mm-hmm. and she was, like, basically just telling me, like, listen, you just got to get it done. Like, I know it sucks, but you have to get it done. It's like, I know I have to get it done. I'm just complaining about it. It's basically duct tape on my eyebrow. I know it's a problem, and I know I'm going to have to rip it off, but I'm going to bitch about it until that point. (laughs) I like that. Duct tape on my eyebrow. You've opened this can of worms, and now you're going to sit in it. 
Sure. <laughs> That's two expressions combined. What? <laughs> Don't sit in worms or on cans. Both are probably not good. You for open you. up this can of worms now. Let the sleeping dog lie. <laughs> <laughs> Just combine every expression, killing two sleeping dogs with one can of worms. <laughs> I, I like that one. <laughs> All right. Uh, so yeah, everyone's failing. Yeah, really yeah. It is, it is very much of um, everything that we've done to this point has failed. Like we're, it's very much a wounded animal backed up against a wall. Yeah. So like, yeah, we're gonna just take the escape pods, and then Leia looks to purple hair woman and it's like, let's go. And purple hair woman's like, someone's gotta pilot the cruise ship for some reason. I'm not actually sure why. I'm not sure why either. Um, but <laughs> someone's gotta do it. And Leia's like, oh, I can't lose another person. All right, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> May the four. Oh. All right, you can say it. And Purple's <laughs> like, force me with. No, wait, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> they messed it up for five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> you would think the rev- the the first order would shoot at him during this whole scene, but they don't. They they're actually listening in and they're just cackling. Of they're like, Cave <laughs> saying, give up the force. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, it's actually not even saying her f- full name, but like Vice Admiral Holden, I think. Holden, probably. Oh, like hold, haha. <laughs> Yeah, um, she's holding the ship. <laughs> it's true. I think that's the joke. Probably. probably. So yeah, but uh, Finn and Rose and Dom and DJ are captured, <laughs> and like they're brought to the hole. I don't know where this is. They were just they're brought to stormtrooper sitting grounds. Yeah, just yeah, a bunch of stormtroopers barracks, basically. And they're like, man, what the heck? And they see DJ, and he's like. Hey, I fucking sold you guys out. He's like, uh, well, you'll probably win next time. Bye. Yeah, we uh, we got caught. Uh, they blow you up this time. You blow them up next time. Yeah. <laughs> I just like Finn's reaction. I'm like, that's not how it works. <laughs> and he's like, maybe. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> I mean, it it is very much uh, almost like the war economy of all of it because he was going on earlier. Like whenever he stole that ship, and he's just like, I stole it from a guy who was selling weapons to the First Order. Oh, and the rebels. What do you know? Yeah. Kind of I kind of think that's a little weak when it showed like four First Order ships and one Rebel ship. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like the point's not as poignant, but, you know. I mean, I think I that goes into like, you know, people who sell to both sides of a war in order yeah. to just make profit, not caring who wins. Yeah. Which I I, that's the one part that's, I guess, important about the casino is like the idea of these are just people who get rich off of profiting war. Yeah. But also, DJ's there to get rich off of profiting for more. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the problem. But, like, again, it's just super ham-fisted. Yeah. That's ultimately the biggest issue with all of that. Yeah. But uh, they're going to execute Finn and Rose. But while that's happening, uh, uh, Ray showed up to Ben. He's like, all right. Yeah, to go. meet with Ben and talk to him and try and convince him to come to the light side. But Ben's like, hey, we're going to Snook. Snoke. Snop. Snooker. <laughs> no look to general peppermint schnapps yeah. um, so they visit snoop yeah <laughs> uh yeah and you get the whole classic star wars thing yeah. of like the big bad guys there he is his, it's palpatine too just giving you his giant speech yeah it's like i knew that uh can Ben Kenobi, ben, <laughs> Ken, Kylo Ren was weak, but that's why I gave him the power to see you. 
Yeah. Because I knew you were also weak. And then it has one of the things that I actually really, really love about this is you get Ben betraying Snoke. Yeah. And the actual death of Snoke. Yeah, he's on screen. Yeah. Yep. It's was a shocking moment in theaters, and people were like, what the fuck? I bet, because it's like, Snoke's so smug, he's like, and I see in the future, Kylo Ren killing his greatest enemy by turning the lightsaber 90 degrees clockwise. (laughs) (laughs) And then, (laughs) and Kylo's doing that with his lightsaber, but he's also using the force to turn the one that's just sitting next to Snoke. Yeah, and He's like, and he turns his saber on and destroys his enemy. And he turns the other lightsaber on and kills Snoke, cuts yeah, him in half. Yeah. Well, he turns it on, it cuts into him, and then he force pulls it to himself. Ray catches it, which is another great moment. And you yeah. just see Snoke cut in half and fall to the ground. Yeah, it's so silly. It's, it's, I love it. I love moment, it. Though. Like, it's great. It's yeah. like peak Star Wars. Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> uh, and then you get maybe the coolest fight scene in Star Wars history. I, yeah. It's definitely the best, like low amount versus an army i would yeah. say for sure like i think there's better 1v1 fight scenes yeah but i think this is the best like group fight yes for sure um because it's just fucking cool yeah to it, see yeah. ray and ben fight together against the little army there i also really like the weapons that the red army has yes yeah. like which i always thought that those were the knights of ren no those are not the knights of ren. okay those are the days of ren that also being said, I feel like that's in theaters. I saw that and like wherever he cut Snoke in half, and that also kind of felt like a Deus Ex Machina to me. Of like, okay, well, that just kind of keeps whatever plot they're going forward. But like, I think I appreciate it more now, seeing it a second time. Around. I think it works better now, especially with the setup of Snoke. Yeah, yeah, and like, yeah, but the the fight versus the Red Army is just I can't put into words how cool it is. It honestly. was pretty cool. <laughs> Yeah, like, it, it, seeing all the weapon types that the Red Army has. I thought they were lightsabers, but Dry informed me they're actually anti-lightsabers. Yeah, they were literally made uh, to fight in case there is a lightsaber battle. Because they, they are violent weapons themselves, but they are able to defend against lightsabers. Yeah. And also their armor is slightly able to defend against lightsabers. Slightly. It's, a, it's, it's stronger armor. It's just weird that like it can withstand someone pushing the lightsaber on them, but not stabbing the lightsaber i don't i think it's just one of the things because of i don't really understand what lightsabers are light yeah but like a saber (laughs) yeah but like i still don't care pushing light wouldn't pierce an armor i don't know i don't know it's star wars yeah it's star wars i I don't need to think about that part too much it's just like one of those something that this movie has a lot of called plot armor yeah i don't know i kind of like maybe if the uh guy who was holding it had like those weird things that Tollum from Soul Calibur has where it's like this baton you have on your arms. <laughs> I would be cool with it. That'd be funny. And like they have similar weapons. One guy has like two knives. Yeah. I don't <laughs> I don't know what to call it. It's just two knives basically. Essentially it, it, yeah. it's basically almost like a like a double like a, a bow staff with two swords on no, the No, no, not that. that gets- There's a guy who just holds two knives. <laughs> yeah, I know that it started off as a staff and then he pulled it into two knives. I don't Maybe. know. I don't yeah. know. I feel like there was that guy, also the guy with the staff, also the guy who has the funky yeah, staff. There was, another, there was another guy with the longer staff, but the guy, it was like two blades on one staff that like turns into two short swords. Sure. That he had. 
Sure. Uh, Should have just kept going. Like Anyways. one guy has like nunchucks made out of the lightning powers. <laughs> Close and, enough with one of those guy, actually. <laughs> <laughs> one guy just has a bow and arrow. <laughs> That'd be good. Um but yeah, that's that fight scene is just incredible. Yeah. Super, super fun to watch. It was a jaw dropping moment in theaters. There's a lot of those in this movie, actually. Yeah. And I do like how it ends too, because like you're like, okay, now uh Ben's good and all that, but no, actually. Kylo Ren just wanted to disrupt the natural order of things because he felt, again, like they keep saying, let the past go. Yeah, let it die. And he was like, come on, uh, Ray, you know you want to. Uh, it was basically both of them being like, we did it. Come to my. Oh, wait, no, no, you go for. Wait, oh, you come to. Okay, but like that yeah. kind of thing. Like, it's, just, and lo- it's cool watching Ray just lose the hope from her eyes, too. Yes, it's, it's, it's very nice. Um, I <laughs> I like it because like there's a weird respect between the two of them, you feel, mm-hmm. and also disappointment from both of them. Yeah. From it. So like there's a huge mix of emotions in this scene and I feel like it just everything from Snoke dying to them leaving is like perfect perfect scene. Like even if like the choreography isn't like 100% amazing, like it's just perfect. It honestly mm-hmm. is. I don't care what anyone says. I mean, well, I was going <laughs> to say it has like the it has the feeling of almost like those old school kung fu movies where we have like the one protagonist fighting an entire room of baddies. Yeah. But also in the sense of like both these, neither of these characters are like refined either. Right. Yeah. Which is yeah. what makes it good. It gives it more of a, gives it more of a flavor to the fight. Yeah. There are no Anakin and Obi-Wan. No. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> while this is happening, uh, Finn is about, Finn and Rose are about to be executed and then something happens. Or I guess. So what happened with the that stuff is, with the ship, like they all escaped and the one person's left, but they're getting shot at, right? Yeah. So what happened is whenever DJ sold them out, he also sold out that uh, they had escape pods and yeah. all the, like everybody's on the escape pods and the ship is empty. So shoot the escape pods instead. So they're shooting at the escape pods and the only one who's left is the Holden. Yeah. Holden McNeil. Yeah, Vice Admiral Holden. <laughs> I'll probably get that name wrong. Vice but Private Commander <laughs> Active. Officer Holden and Laura <laughs> Dern is the uh, is the actress who does it. Would yeah. say her. <laughs> and while all this is happening, BB-8 sneaks off to the side. If, yeah, sure, whatever he and there. gets into an ATST, I believe yeah. it is. But yeah, right. in order to try to save the rest of the resistance, uh, Vice Admiral Holden she turns around the ship and goes into light speed at their dreadnought, which and is a fucking amazing scene. This was cool because I was like, surely I was like, oh, are they gonna like slice it? And I was like. I don't know how light speed works though. <laughs> and they fucking do it and it's so fucking awesome, honestly. It is maybe the best visual in Star Wars ever. Yeah. Right. Cause it's just like cleanest fucking slice. Yeah. Like sharpest knife through butter. It's so cool. And you get, like Robbie was saying, that amazing sub bass in the like you could feel it here with like my sound system, but in theaters, like nothing like that I have seen in a theater yeah. before. Because like I said, it was literally such a low sub bass that you couldn't hear it, but you could feel it in your chest. Yeah, so yeah. like, that happens, and at this point, the theater is literally silent. Yeah. And all you hear is like, everybody feel is in your chest. So good. Yeah, like, if you can hear anything, it's people going, <gasps> yes, during that right. scene. Because it's like, it's, because it's a thing, like, that's ne- not a thing from Star Wars. Like, no. No. <laughs> light speed has always been used to go away from things. And it's like, it really is a weird question that you always think, like, 
what, what happens hap- if you hit something? Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> it's really cool. Uh, beautiful shot. Yeah. It is one of the few Deus Ex Machinas in a weird way that I actually feel works very well because it saves everybody. I don't know if I really <laughs> call it a Deus Ex Machina because like it doesn't feel like out of nowhere. It, it doesn't feel like out of nowhere, but like in the sense of like you know, um, it helps Ray escape. It helps uh, Finn and Rose escape, and it helps the rest of Rebels escape. So it's basically like, I guess not even so much a Deus Ex Machina. That's probably the wrong thing to call it. It's more of a. It's kind convenient. Of, yeah, it, it was <laughs> throwing the last grenade, or I guess like run, or pulling the pin in a grenade, and then running into a trench. Yeah, yeah, it's a suicide yeah. mission. Yeah, and yeah. it's it's just done perfectly. Like that is hands down my favorite scene in the entire movie. Like that makes uh, it, it's so good. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, so after that, Finn and Rose are free to go. Like there's such an explosion, so they're kind of scrambling to figure out where to go. And then uh, Fans- Phasmo- Phasm- Phasma. Phasma is like, fuck you, Finn. It <laughs> <laughs> gets ready to fight with Stick. That yep. It's pointy. Pointy Stick versus Lightning Baton. Gonna say, Pointy Stick, not their best work. No. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, also, Phasma is 100% the Boba Fett of this trilogy. Yeah. Super I mean, cool armor that is underutilized. Yep. I don't even know if I think the armor is that cool because it just is silver. So I didn't even fucking recognize Phasma. <laughs> like, I mean, until I Dry, Dry had a point it, I was like, I don't remember a gold stormtrooper. And Dry's like, that's Phasma. I was like, oh, yeah. Chrome. Thank yeah, you. it is Chrome, though. Chrome I was going to say, I think that's the only uh, thing is uh, because she's in higher command, that means she gets shinier armor. And yeah. a cape that would easily have to be removed anytime you need to do anything. Yep. Yep. But uh, she, <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. also, that's been a commander thing in history. Like, there's a lot of commander outfits throughout, like, World War One and World War Two that were super impractical, but they were like really fancy looking. I mean, sure, it's true, but uh, yeah. So Finn versus Phasma. Uh, Finn's like, I got the fucking cool stick, and Phasma's like, I got a pointy stick. Point poke. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and, and they like, fight, it, and it's like an okay fight. Yeah. yeah. Um, Rose unfortunately still kind of shafted in doing stuff. Mm-hmm. Like stuff like this is why like I don't understand why people are saying she's like taking power of it from the guys like. She shoots. She just does what a Star Wars character does. Yeah. Um, but yeah, wins the fight. Uh, goodbye, Phasma. Poe yeah. and... Not Poe. Uh, Finn and Rose get away. Um, and then, in a perfect Star Wars movie... This is the ending. This is the ending. <laughs> so, yeah, that was... I, I was wondering if you were going to get... Like, I'm so pumped up here. I'm like, yeah, let's go! Sad ending, of course, because, like... Half the fleet's gone and everything's terrible. Mm-hmm. But yes. like, I'm so excited for the next movie. It would have been, and then it keeps and, going. Yeah. And then there's 30 more minutes of movie. <laughs> I was gonna say, uh, if it would have ended here, it would have ended in almost perfect fashion of the same way that uh, episode five. Yeah, the uh, the Empire Strikes Back would have ended. Yeah, of that's, like we're licking yeah. our wounds, but we're alive at least. That's what I thought it was doing because, like, you know, this whole trilogy is already kind of looking yeah, at Star rehash. Wars yeah. all the time. So I was like, all right. And, uh, like, honestly, if that's where they ended, I think it would have done it better than the original trilogy did it. I agree. But no. It doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> it keeps going because they're like, hey, look, we found the Rebel base. And I was like, is this the one from the original movie? You have informed me. It is not. It is not. It just looks the same. It, they're on a salt planet. It's completely different from snow. <laughs> yeah. This one dries you up. 
Um, but yeah, so I'm just going to sum up what happens at the end here real quick, because it's 30 minutes, and I'm going to say not a lot happens, really. Mm-mm. Um, there is a mini Death Star laser. <laughs> it's literally what it is. Yeah. Uh, and they're dragging it across, and they're like, it's going to ram through our door, because there's only one way in and one way out. And then they're like, all right, we have to get our skimmers, and we have to fly towards it and destroy the thing. So Poe and Finn and Rose and a bunch of other people that are expendable go out <laughs> to do that. Uh, they fail yep. <laughs> pretty badly. Yeah. Finn's about to fucking go out with a bang, but Rose is like, you're a fucking idiot, rams into him. Yeah. And then she needless dies? No. She is in grave danger at the end. Oh. Yeah. Um, she, but they have a dumb romance kiss. Yeah, I was, I was confused because I felt like there was no chemistry between them. Yeah, yeah, I feel that same way. Uh, okay. Pretty needless. I mean, the funny thing is the one thing that people complain about the most in that scene, and it's, for me, a non-issue is whenever he says, like, why did you stop me from doing that? And it, she doesn't answer with, like, like if you destroy their battering ram, they're still going to get in. Like, you would have done nothing. So I saved you from doing nothing or from dying for nothing. It was her saying that uh, it was her saying uh, we don't win by destroying the things we hate. We do it by saving the things that we love. Which I honestly agree with that. Yeah. I think that's a pretty good line. It's a pretty good line. A lot of people hated that. Like, I saw a lot of hate for that line online. I don't see the issue with that line. It's like a Star Wars line. Yeah. I think it's like a very much like hope prevails kind of thing. Yeah. But also, these two have no chemistry. None. (laughs) (laughs) Like, which is why that kiss comes out of left field. Yeah. It does. And like, even Finn looks confused. (laughs) Yeah. Like it's like the actor didn't read the script. Yeah, he's like, "Was I do I keep acting or?" Yeah, and there's just the laser goes off. I mean, the laser's cool, of course. Yeah, it's like, Star Wars. Star, laser. The laser's fucking cool. Yeah, like, <laughs> and then they're like, "Go, go, go!" And all the people are like, "What do we fucking do?" But oh shit, Luke Skywalker! Wow, it's and, him, and he looks very clean cut. Yeah, and like how a you would imagine a very heroic Luke Skywalker would look and old age. And he's like, hey, yo, uh, Leia, I found the fuzzy dice. (laughs) Remember all the talks we had with these? Remember when you were like seeing Han? He's about to go into carbonate and you're like, I love you. And he's like, here's my fuzzy dice. You you remember Remember that, that right? Yeah. (laughs) Or like when you you were about to die and Han was like, hey, here's my fuzzy dice. Or like at the end of the when we killed everyone in the Death Star, and Han's like, "Hey, here's my fuzzy dice." <laughs> you remember that, right? <laughs> Everybody remembers that. I don't, it, I, feel, I know because Star Wars one literally just had set pieces. They didn't like think about yeah setting up a movie twenty years later, forty, forty, forty years later. Oh, yeah, but like it's so dumb. I don't know why they like wanted that to be the central piece. There's so many cooler things they could have done. Yeah, his blaster. I don't even remember him having his blaster. His blaster was on the ship the whole time. I no, don't he know. had his blaster when he died. Okay, yeah, uh, and his and his cool vest, obviously, mm-hmm. has to have the cool vest when he died. Have his left shoe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, do something. It's such a lame. Yeah, it's it's generic. Yeah, I'd say. But yeah, and then Luke walks out there alone. Mm-hmm. The thing like, that at the beginning of the movie, he's like, "What do you want me to do? Go and fight the first order with a laser sword by myself?" Yeah, uh, which is a, also a funny line. It's <laughs> like what? But yeah, yeah he does that. Or you think he does that. Ooh, yeah, if he gets... Sh- they're like, shoot him with every fucking gun we got. <laughs> <laughs> and they do. And then it, like, dissipates. <laughs> You're gonna think it's the This, like, actually reminds me of a joke from Ed and Eddie, where, like, they're playing uh, 
they're using squirt guns uh-huh. and like you see him like going ham at it and like shooting it, the other team from their perspective and then it cuts out and there's just a giant like puddle around them and none of them hit the actual people all right <laughs> so like star that. wars ripped off head and i think it. so I, that's what i'm getting at that's what i'm hearing <laughs> <laughs> but like i i really just expected that they'd be like we missed every shot <laughs> um and that's kind of like what it's getting at because like Luke just like does the wipe dust off his shoulder. This thing. is I don't know why this like is one step too far for me. A lot of people felt the same way. I like it a lot, but I could I could see how. If, I think my thing is it feels more like a Han Solo thing than a Luke thing. Yes, which I think I think supports current Luke Skywalker's character because like that's what he learned. Cool was was Han Solo. <laughs> Honestly, like he was a fucking moisture farmer, like yeah. in town. He didn't know any better. It's like if you just were a moisture farmer and then like some guy came in with shades and you're like, oh, like kind of actually. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So like, I was going to say like he's basically that farmer kid who made friends with that cool guy who wore a leather jacket and drove a Trans Am. Yeah. Like that's what Luke Skywalker is, honestly. <laughs> so like I think this actually is very up his alley as a character. Maybe. I don't know. But yeah, then uh, Kylo is like. I'll fucking deal with them in uh, huts, hunts, hucks, hucks. Uh, is like, what are you fucking? And then fucking just shoves him <laughs> into the goddamn stratosphere. Yeah. I I like that a lot. Yeah. It's so, yeah, it's great, and like it's a good again. It's more good character building for Kylo. How he's like thrust himself into a position he is not ready for. He's just some fucking angsty emo kid. Yes, yeah. it is. That scene is very much a five-year-old trying to fight an adult while the adult is like, just just stop. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Ben and Luke have a conversation of like, I, I failed you, Ben. I know that now, but I can't let you keep doing this. I have to own up to what I did and stop you. He's like, shut up. You're not my dad. And he's like, I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Killed him, though, boy. Um. <laughs> Uh, so they have a fight to where, again, Luke is extremely defensive and never yeah. strikes a blow in any way. He actually just stops his lightsaber after a while. Yeah. Um, and you figure out that Luke is actually uh, a hologram himself here. He is projecting himself. Oh, that's the new power of the Force that exists now. Yeah, basically. Um, also, you could do it over 7 billion miles. Well, it took a lot of his power. It took yeah, all of his power, also, arguably. he knew to go there. Well, Force. Well, Leia whatever. was there. He yeah. felt Leia. I don't know. It's just like, again, it feels like a step too far to me. Like, a step past what I feel like makes sense. Uh, I don't know about makes sense, but I mean, I get why people don't like this yeah. being, like, Luke's final thing. I understand that. I don't think least. it's bad being Luke's final thing. It's just, like, a weird thing they just threw in with... I, I, it's one of the scenes where they just keep making shit up with the Force, and in this yeah. movie they already did like four things the Force can now do. You Which, can now go into deep holes and look at mirrors. That's not a new thing. We didn't talk about that. Um, that Luke is, goes through that same thing in his. Yeah, whenever he goes he through went, the forest, right? Mm-hmm, he goes yeah. through that cave. It's, this is just her cave. I guess. Everybody has a dark hole they have to discover. It's, we didn't even talk about Learn that. Learn to but penetrate yeah. the hole. Learn to penetrate the hole. That's the lesson. I mean, that it's a cool scene, but, but there's not a whole lot to talk about. It's just her being like, who's my father and mother? Yeah, which and is her big her question. Reflection. This is her big question throughout the last movie and this movie, um, which I guess I didn't even mention that. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> On the ship when Ben and her are talking, he's like, you, you are so obsessed with where you come from and who your parents are, but you know who they are. They're nothing. 
Yeah. They're just a bunch of drunks who sold you off for liquor money. You know that's true. You know you come from nothing. Join me and be something. Right. And I, 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 I like that so much, again, because it's like, yeah, like, she came from nothing, but, like, she's making something of herself because she knows what the right thing to do is. Right. It's like, it's what the original trilogy would have been if it didn't introduce the new stuff. Yeah. Like, where Luke originally came from nothing. Yes. Yes, exactly. Um, so I really, really, really yeah. like that about it's this It's a good one. thing. It's a good cap to her story arc. Mm-hmm. And now she has to discover what she wants in life. Yeah, who she really is. Yeah. Um, but I'm also kind of on the fence with what you guys said. I do agree with E. It was a little bit over the top that, like, a force power was made up just so that way he can have this last hurrah. But it also does make sense for Luke to kind of bullshit. <laughs> not, not only bullshit, but to, like, try to make up for his past sins, even if it means his life. Yeah. 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 And like, I mean, that's what I do like about that scene is, like, it's him trying to make, like, saying, I know I fucked up all this time. There's nothing I can do to really make up for that. But you have to stop what you're doing now. And, like, even if it costs my life, I need to stop you. Yeah, yeah, which is important for Luke's character, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know, like, it's one of the I think if he didn't do the Force thing and just was there and they just didn't do the thing where they shot him a billion times, right? like, it would like, be the same functionally. Yeah. If he, like, w- was just on the Millennium Falcon with them and they just didn't, or kind yeah, of. Yeah, he stowed away yeah. instead of the Porg. There we go. I rewrote the movie. <laughs> but uh, that scene where, like, the Porg hits the window, now it's Luke. He's like, <laughs> But I think the symbolic gesture of it, of, like, I I'm not here to actually harm you. I just need the rebellion to continue. Sure. Um, I think that that is also important for his character because he doesn't want to do any harm. He's done yeah. with doing harm and being the the gung ho guy who's going to go into a fight. Like that never really was who he was, and it never really worked for him in any way. Um, so I think it's like really important yeah, it cost for him to him his hand. <laughs> it did, but I think it's really important for him to like come past that. Like I'm not here to fight you. I'm here to allow the people who can actually make a difference make a difference. Yeah. Um, but all the people in the cave escape because Ray has rock bending. Right, we didn't mention that also. Ray's here with yeah. the Falcon. Well, now she, yeah. Oh, yeah, because she shows up and like shoots. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she, matter. like, uh, Finn has that sensor between the yeah. two of them that they've had that's throughout how they the whole got movie. It, yeah. And so that's how she knows they're there. Uh, Finn stole the sensor. <laughs> and... um. Poe's like, well, there's got to be a way out of here. I mean, how'd he get in here? Which leads him to, like, following the foxes and the fo- the su- crystal foxes. Not the silver foxes. That's a different thing. Mm-hmm. The crystal <laughs> the, cat. The crystal foxes, like, have a way out. And they're like, we can't get rid of all these rocks in time. And then that's when Ray lifts all the rocks up. And you get that very nice speech from Luke about the destiny and all that kind yeah. of stuff going on throughout that. Even if you kill me, I, I'm not the last Jedi. Yes. Which I, th- I think is also very moving. Yeah. Um, And then once that happens... Uh, Kylo tries to strike him down, can't. Uh, then you see like Luke used all of his powers and he uh faded away while yeah. staring at the two suns again. How he came into this and how he left. Yep. Um, Ray gets them all. They get onto the Falcon and Poe and Ray meet each other for the first time. Yeah, it's weird to think about that. They just never met. <laughs> yeah, two movies in and uh, very into the second ones when they finally meet. Could yeah. you imagine? What if they did it? Like at the end of the next one is when they finally That'd be met. so so good. Actually, <laughs> I would love that. Uh, I would love that just to have like a scene between them at the end of the movie. Like I've heard a lot about you. I've also heard a lot about you. Kind of thing. Shake hands, just walk away. Yeah, yeah that's it. Yeah, <laughs> um, that'd be great. Yeah, then Ray and Finn are hugging. 
because I guess they're romantic interests, and that I think that's what that's alluding to. But you know, whatever. Yeah. But yeah, then that's it. Whoa, ends. That's the that's the end of the longest Star Wars. Yep, two of the damn long. Too goddamn long. I could agree. cut like an hour out of it if you tried. You could, you could. Uh, they already did. The wow. original cut was three and a half. Jesus fucking. But what else did they fucking do? A lot, actually. Disney made him cut out a lot of scenes. They made him cut out a twenty-minute scene where Finn is just like gambling at a, at craps, and he's <laughs> making a lot that, of money actually. at the table. And then Rose is like, "Dude, you need to stop." They cut out a lot of the island stuff and a lot of the casino stuff. Actually, there actually was a twenty-minute scene of Luke milking those fucking cows. <laughs> That'd be great. No, they cut out a whole training thing of how like uh, Ray is. Um, too fast to action. Like he tests her because there's like these people who come to party with the locals on the island, this like other what? tribe, and he's like, "Don't bother them. They they come and steal everything, and then they leave." And I, that's the balance of the force. You have to leave it. Uh, and she's like, "Fuck that! I'm gonna go save these people." And she does, but they're just like there to party. <laughs> um, and Luke's like, "Good. I was testing you. Sometimes you can't trust that the f- balance of the force is the balance. You need to go in and take care of it." <laughs> That sounds dumb. Yeah. So that was cut. That was like a pretty Good. big training scene. And then a bunch of casino stuff was cut. But yeah. That's that's the... That's episode eight. eight. Yeah. Um, I guess let's go with uh, final thoughts here, E. All right. Uh, I, I still like this. I think this is the best of the sequel trilogy. Possibly on par with five for me, with five being the lowest of the original trilogy. But th- I don't know. There's as I, I just think about it. There is so much padding in this movie that does not need to be there there is and it's unfortunate yeah but like what's not padding i think is really good i think and the I stuff think that's, that's not padding it. is literally the best of star wars in my opinion at least oh, i really like a lot of six <laughs> yeah that's fair <laughs> um like and i think maybe some of the stuff that annoyed me didn't or that annoyed uh people that didn't annoy me might have been because i've watched them all in this row that i did because like yeah. What I've heard annoy people, I'm like, that's just Star Wars. What do you mean? Yeah, <laughs> that's true. You've watched them all so quickly for the first time that, yeah. like, you're like, this is just how Star Wars works. Yeah, it's like, they're like, oh, what are these dumb decisions? And it's like, that they do that all the time. Yeah. That's all of Star Wars. <laughs> and well, that's... all of Star Wars exists because people are dumb and impulsive. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say that is the thing is like, people have their own idea of like what Star Wars actually is. And then, like, there's not like non canon novels and comics and video games and they like they think this is star wars and mm-hmm. whenever it's yeah in a they're weird like way, it's you not. ever play lego star wars that is star wars nothing else it's star wars actually i kind of want to really play lego yeah, star wars yeah they're doing a whole they're doing the remake yeah the like all nine movies in Ooh, one that's thing that's too many but it's a lot yeah. of game but it looks good actually it looks really fun uh, that'll probably that'll be the only star wars thing <laughs> i play it'll be great um but yeah i it's a good movie Overall, um, I feel like the divisiveness is a little weird. I don't know. Because, like, I went into this really worried that there's going to be really stupid shit constantly. But there isn't. Like, it's Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. It's Star Wars. And I think it has, again, like, my favorite message of, like, you can come from nothing and be something. Yeah. Which I think maybe maybe I'm looking too much into that. And, like, that's just what I'm getting out of it. But, like, that I feel like is the ultimate. Like, I mean, like, a lot of this one is definitely the subversion of what was star wars yes like star wars became this thing of like oh there's the lineages and uh jedis are really important to the earth and balance and shit and luke's like 
ah, just fucking let it be, man. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. There is this is good. Um, seven. Okay, it's good. All right, Robbie. Once again, I actually pretty much agree with E on this one. With uh, there is a lot of like said really good, like even draw dropping scenes in this, but there is a lot of like. I'm really unforgiving about Deus Ex Machina's in movies, and there is a decent amount of this. Like one yeah, we didn't BB-8. talk about, yeah, BB-8, like all those shenanigans he pulls, or like how DJ just like he was sitting in a cell, but like he knew how yeah. to exit the entire time because they took everything from him, but his po- or his lock picks. Yeah, uh, BB-8 just like knowing how to um, pilot an at at basically. Actually, those jails in general apparently don't take anything from you because they also let Rose keep her necklace. Yeah, yeah, bad jail. <laughs> it's casino jail yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah like just like weird little deus ex machinas of like we need this to happen so this has to happen and it just leads to some lazy writing in it, a movie and so like it makes it very long in the tooth when it doesn't need to be like I totally agree with you I did say it kind of weird and wrong earlier of like Poe could have learned his lesson in a different way than you know having to send him to an entire different plan to look for somebody who ends up being a non-character or Finn or Finn, yeah. Or yeah. no, Poe sends Finn. Is what I meant. Yeah. 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 Like, he could have learned his lesson in a better way. That would have been better writing. But they chose to go that direction for whatever reason. So, this movie has a lot of hills and valleys. And it has a lot of really high hills and low valleys. I think it has, for me, the highest hills of Star Wars. Yeah. As well as the, the lowest hills of this trilogy. Yeah, the lowest valleys. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I, I, mean, and I think episode one and two are still so god-awful. Oh, yeah. Nothing gets worse than yeah. those. Yeah. <laughs> Those are just valleys. Yeah. Those are just the Grand Canyon. It is the Grand Canyon, and then at the end fight scene of episode one with Obi-Wan fighting, that's the trail out of the Grand Canyon. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, this one, I do agree with you. There, It is some of the highest highs and the lowest lows, which I think is what made it so divisive for so, so many people. Like, there's so much that all these other, like, all these fans wanted from the movies, and it wasn't that, and they were so mad that it wasn't that, but that's okay. Yeah. And it doesn't... It's not my favorite because of the lows that it has. Like I said, I'm really unforgiving about Deus Ex Machina's. Uh, <laughs> they could have cut out a lot of this movie. It didn't have to be nearly as long as it was. Yeah. Uh, they do some dumb things in a weird way that's even dumb for Star Wars. Um, but all in all, it's still an enjoyable movie. I still like it. I'd still have more or less the same opinion that I had when I saw it in theaters. <laughs> I'd still give it a 7 out of 10. Okay. Um, yeah, I think the giant hills are enough for me to praise this thing endlessly i think when a lot of the internet stupid backlash has phased out in 10 15 years i think this will be looked upon extremely fondly actually yeah i hope so for the most part uh i think there's some stuff that is just bad about it though like i think the casino stuff is bad i think the way that poe has to learn his lesson is bad um not the fact that he learns it i like how he learns it. i just hate the process of having to use finn and rose to make him learn that to get there and like that and like the I don't know, the mutiny feels forced, honestly. It does. Um, Like, Finn and Rose were uh, thrown away. They were wasted. Yeah. Their characters wasted for this movie. And that sucks because I really, really like Finn. I really like Finn. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it's a shame. It's honestly a shame. Um, there were, this man, was, those highs. This was the script that even people acting in Star Wars didn't really know where Ian Johnson was going with a lot of this. Um. What's his name? Who played Luke Skywalker? Mark uh, Hamill. Mark Hamill. Uh, very famously, apparently told uh, Rian Johnson, like, I don't agree with where you're taking Luke Skywalker with this at all, and I don't agree with your vision of it. 
And now that that's out of the way, my job is to help you fulfill your vision. So now that I've said that, I will do whatever you want and I will do it to my fullest extent. But I need you to know this isn't what I want. And like, just he did it after that. Yeah. Um, it, it's his way of doing whenever a handful of times to some supervisors have gone like, listen, I don't want to do this, uh, but I will, uh, I will do it. I'm just going to bitch and moan about it the entire time. <laughs> yeah. Um, and there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff that a lot of the actors end up not liking that we'll talk about next time. Because I think it involves the entire trilogy. Okay. Yeah. That I think it needs to be discussed about, not just one or two movies. So we'll talk about that next time a lot. Um, yeah. I, I, love, I love this movie a lot. But I do understand on some story levels why people don't like it. On the SJW stuff, I do not agree yeah. with any of that. I need that to be clear. Yeah, the, <laughs> the political stuff was absolute bullshit. The way that a lot of the actors were harassed in real life yeah. because of this movie is also incredibly bullshit. Like, yes. If you have a problem with the movie, you have a problem with the writers and directors. You do not have a problem with the actors. But even if you have a problem with the writers and directors and you hate it that much, like nobody deserves a death threat. Exactly. I 100% agree with that. Like, I, like You can tell someone I disagree with your vision without having to say, like, I'm going to come to your house. I'm going to do this and that. And like going on to that whole big rant. Right. Like I understand that fiction and stories can be extremely powerful and help change who you are as a person, make you think about things differently. But uh, Star Wars, as much as like it's close to my heart, there's, there's no fiction. Alan Wake is my favorite game, but if they completely fuck up Alan Wake 2, I'm not going to send them a death threat. Like, right. that's, you're, that's not how people work. And you are a, I don't know how to say this any other way, you are a bastard of a human if you think that's how you should treat people. Right. That did something... That wrote something or created something that you don't agree with. No, I 100% agree with you on that. Like, I think that's also coming from someone who absolutely adored the Witcher trilogy and then played cyberpunk and then right. still defended it because it, you know, it is what it is, but it's not The Witcher three. Right. But I just, I needed that to be clear. I think. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I honestly love this movie. I would give it a nine point five. Okay. Uh, it does so much that I honestly just love that. It does enough good that you can forgive the bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we're running along in the tooth yet again somehow. Yeah, a lot to talk about with Star Wars. It turns out actually, this one's yeah. a long one. Yeah. Um. E. Hello. People want to get a hold of us. Where can they do that? We have a link tree. L i n k t r dot e e slash l o i p, which gives you a link to all our social medias and listen medias. Yes, it does. Uh, we also have an email. The last ones in podcast at gmail.com. Once again, that is the last ones in podcast at gmail.com. Send us your casinos. And your royales. Ooh. James Bond reference. No. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, Robbie. Yeah. Take us out of here. So, if you're out and about, please be kind to one another, and please be safe out there. Wear a mask. Stay six feet apart. Wash your hands for at least 20 seconds. Get vaccinated if you can. But if not, make sure to stay home, stay alone, stay alive. And whether this is the very first time you listen to us or... Sorry. Whether this is the very first time you've listened to us or you've been since the very beginning, thank you for listening. Thank you so much. Next month, the end of November, we will be wrapping up watching all of the mainline Star Wars movies. Going to watch them all again in a row. Just so that we I'll have die. it all straight away. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we're going to get we're going to get everyone's final thoughts on that one. It's the most recent one. It's the most fresh in everybody's minds. 
and most importantly, we will get E's final opinions on Star Wars as a whole. We will get Ooh. me trying to remember the names of each Star Wars. <laughs> That'll be fun. <laughs> uh, all right. Thank you guys for listening. Hope you have a great week. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.